Willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa. It's time for the Armist Inquisition, episode 165 on Sunday, the 27th of December. Je suis Armish Phil. I am Armish Ben. I'm Armish Matt. <laughs> the dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. Oh, it's oh. high energy tonight. It is. <laughs> Going off the back of a lot of carbs. Yeah, full of potato. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a, a carb-heavy Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, plus lots of beer. In fact, I didn't drink yesterday. I had, I had quite a few beers on, on Christmas Day, but it was kind of a a nice level beerage um, throughout the day. Classy beers. Not like Carlsberg or Carling or something. Session you know. ales. You're on it was, yeah. It's not 2004. No, exactly. So I worked my way through some Oktoberfest, uh, specially selected beers from Beer 52, and then nice. went on to the, the Polsky ones. Yeah, they weren't as Christmassy as I, I would have expected from a December offering. What were you expecting, like turkey and cranberry beer? Just all all nightmarishly dark ales called Santa's Sack or... Yeah, or, uh, Santa's Sud. Yeah. All that nonsense. Full metal keto as fuck says, What's up, Ben? Hi. Wow, this is weird. Yeah. We're getting live live feedback. Well, yeah. thanks thanks for listening, Full Metal. Go on, uh, Tell us about your Christmas beer. Were the uh were these session ales? I can't fucking remember. Oh. Um, <laughs> Some of them were. There was, I can remember a couple with October Oktoberfest ones left over from October. Right. Um, that had like pictures of ale maids on the front and possibly hops and barley, and they were orange. You went orange, whatever they're called. Um, and oh, there was one that tasted really nice, but it was uh, when I looked at the sort of what was in it, it was basically like 20, 40% beer and uh, 60% fruit juice. What was, it, what was it called? It was quite a Rattler. Is that what it was called? A Rattler. Rattler. Ah, yeah, that's, that's where they like, put lemon in it, isn't it? Or something. I know Foster, Foster's Rattler is ah, Foster's right. lemon juice. This one had, it was grapefruit juice. He said, he said like a Rattler grape. It was really nice. I thought, oh, this is really nice, this. And, and then I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's why it tastes like fruit juice, because <laughs> it is just fruit juice. Some uh, breakfast ale. <laughs> yeah. This is different from a shandy. Yeah, well, shandy's like lemonade. Well, in fact, I think you did have lemonade in that show. Baileys. Baileys and lemonade. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, we had quite a lot of Baileys as well. I watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I never watched it before. As I was, I was, I fully uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, but my wife was. Uh, 
unimpressed and decided to read Reddit for two hours whilst it was on. How many how many mats for It's a Wonderful Life? Five mats, obviously. Oh, oh wow. Fuck you could just, hell. It's, it's, have you ever watched it? Nope. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely worth a watch. You obviously have to like take it with a pinch of salt because like, all the acting shit in it, but yeah. um, the story... It's like 1946. It's about a guy who wants to kill himself, and he made a film. Every time a bell rings, an angel <laughs> gets its wings. Yeah, I welled up at the end. Didn't, obviously, didn't didn't let on to the wife. Oh, hide your, hide your emotions. I knew what I knew what happened. It's not like lying, but you know, you can't withhold lying. No, unless you're a sociopath. Yeah, like Ben. I uh, so still not watched it. Exactly. In case I don't cry. <laughs> yeah, for, forget about what Bob Hare and his psychopath test. There's only yeah. one test. Here, yeah, yes. sit down and watch this. If you don't cry, you're a fucking psychopath. Get in, get in the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Sound of Music was on this afternoon. I fell asleep about 10 minutes in. Oh, I've not seen that either. Apparently that's... Um, it's for the best. Popular. Yeah, it's it's got it's got like singing in Ben. It's well, called it? oh, it's called a musical. Well, you know, I, I like Les Mis. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I didn't. I can't like. I can't watch musicals. I can't take them seriously when they just break into no. song halfway through. Exactly. I've heard my foot. I've heard my foot. It's just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> The only musicals I, I like so are, are Disney <laughs> ones, and for that reason, and that you know, your your uh, what's it called? Not the, not the sense of disbelief. What's it called? The uh... you lose lose the moment, don't you? you suspend disbelief. Suspense of, di- of disbelief. Yeah, when it's a yeah. cartoon fox, then uh, you've already lost that. So you might as well have a sing song. Exactly, um, and we also watched something called American Pickle, which was okay. It was okay. It's a Seth Rogen film. Oh. Seth Rogen's in it. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the trailer for it. It's basically a guy gets pickled <laughs> and then comes out 100 years later. Is it like leaving Las Vegas? Uh, yes, more like Captain America. <laughs> but he's, a, but he's, a, he's a, a, a Jewish guy from Eastern Europe. He moves to New York, works in a pickle factory, and falls in a vat of pickling liquor. Right, and then and then wakes up, and uh, especially a social commentary. Yeah, just not a very good one. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying that. You've not sold that. I'm not watching it. No, it's not. It's not like a. It's not like a wonderful life. It's not a five matter. I mean, it's not even as good as the Pickle Rick episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that is a classic, isn't it? Ooh, have you seen my... Did I show you my... Uh, my wife got me some uh, Rick and Morty coasters, 3D coasters. How's that work? How do you balance a pint on Rick's head? It's just a hologram, isn't it? Oh, it's... It's a hologram, yeah. Illusion. You need to suspend disbelief. Yeah. While using your coasters. Look, here's the Rick one. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it's, it's lost it's in the Morty. standard definition. Oh, no, yeah, there is movement. You see? And then uh, Mr. Me Seeks, is it? Yeah, look at me. And I've got um, 
Mr. Poopy Butthole somewhere as well on the other side of the room. Naturally. Yeah. Have you uh, have you told the kids that he's called Mr. Poopy Butthole? Um, I told. Okay, I said to Elijah, he has a, a, a poopy butthole. Right. Yeah. It's uh, usually causes much hilarity. Yeah. Kids. You know, he just he just shouted at me for calling him names. What uh, what <laughs> medium? What medium are the coasters made of? Um, plastic and cardboard. Nice. Classy. Last forever. Yeah. Have you been drinking a lot, Ben? Or have you been sticking to your your regimen, your dietary regimen? I've been no, I've, I've eaten a lot of crap over the last few days, <laughs> like chocolate and and turkey and not turkey's not right, but yeah, um, biscuits. I've gone mental oh. for Christmas biscuits. Yeah, but look at those biceps, Jesus. Okay, well, put them away. Get the kids. Two tickets to the gun. No, we're getting tickets to the gun show. Did you see that then? Did you see you flex them? Yes. Terrifying. I feel like it's a bit less of a man now. I know, yeah. I'm just used to them, sort of those bingo wings just flapping. (laughs) Nasty points to stuff. In the breeze. (laughs) Good lord. <laughs> yes, so, uh, yes, lock up your daughters. <laughs> Bring your daughter to the slaughter. Uh, my wife watch YouTube anymore of these podcast episodes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, WAP. WAP's everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> <a> slow internet. <laughs> <laughs> Slide into my dark minds. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> what what were you saying before we got into your bingo wings? Uh, I've, I've stuck to the plan pretty much. Oh right, or oh, biscuits? You've got a soft spot. Biscuits. You've got a hard gone, spot. Gone nuts for, for biscuits. A hard spot for biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, I'll have to, what kind of biscuits? You know, them ones, them Danish ones in a tin that you get with a, with like a Christmas, either a Christmas scene or some kind of Danish military scene on the on the front. What the fuck are they? Never, What's the Danish military Christmas biscuits. I, I thought Danish it was biscuits. Houses of Parliament. They've got like red jackets on and stuff. You know, ceremonial da- Danish. I, I don't know. The Danish. The biscuits. They're nice. They've got sugar on them, and they are like <laughs> swirly. Oh, I know, what you mean. I know what you mean now. Are they yeah. not shortbread? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The right. nicer. Right. They had some standard cookies in there yeah. as well, uh, yeah. with extra sugar on. <laughs> so. Did you then dip them in sugar? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been a lot of eating of shit happening in this house too. I was going through um, old photos and videos uh, yesterday, and I found a video I did of um, me dunking four chocolate hobnobs into a brew. I remember this. And then eating them all in one go, in one yeah, bite. Yeah, so, Was it a special occasion? Yeah, I was drunk and I got him from a night out. So, yeah, then so it was in response. It was in response to something. That, I think it was something in response I bet you can't eat four that. chocolate hobnobs at once. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Wow. I can remember that. I can almost remember the WhatsApp conversation. <laughs> Or Facebook Messenger conversation. Mm. 
guys, yeah. Before, before we migrated across. Can you still access those old, the annals of history? Probably. The internet never forgets. Data doesn't die. No. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, been a pretty, pretty stodgy Christmas so far. Stodgy. Ah, stodgy. I was going to go on a walk tomorrow, but I'm I'm not because I don't have skis. Um, <laughs> They're not all melt tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. It's still coming down though. Now, well, I can't, can't even say. I don't know why I'm looking at the window because it's just covered in snow. Yeah. All right. Oh dear. Oh well. Still. It's not like you're going to go anywhere, is it? Nah. Snowman. I was going to go out on the bike, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that now you've fallen off your bike, that if you fall off again, mm. your bones will be so strengthened. They heal back stronger, don't they? So yeah. if you ever fall off again, you'll just be fine. You'll just bounce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they heal back stronger? Is that an yeah. old wives' tale? I think it's an old wives' tale, but you know, whoever makes him feel safe on his death trap. <laughs> I wear the gear. Keep safe. Safe as possible. All in the... an unsafe environment. <laughs> <sighs> oh dear. Everyone seems knackered. Ah, yeah, I woke up at like half ten this morning. Oh. Maybe ten o'clock, maybe ten, maybe ten o'clock. Half the day's gone, man. Yeah, I was I was exhausted. So I got deserved a lie in, I think. What time did you get woken up on Christmas Day? Uh, half six, I think. What time? Half six, I think. Oof. Oh, luxury. Did you, did, you go, <laughs> did you go and wake your daughter up at four o'clock? No, no, no. <laughs> <coughs> Come on, we've got, we can go and unwrap the presents and we can go back for our third sleep cycle. <laughs> well, what time did you get up then? Half past three. I what? And then I, I was woken up again at half past four and then quarter to five, five, quarter past five. <laughs> Fucking lunatic! So stop, stop making noise. Whatever you're rustling, stop doing it. (laughs) Oh yeah, help yourself, Kenny. Fuck, I have to get you some oven mitts or something. (laughs) You how how did she wake up at half past three? (laughs) She just came into the room. Merry Christmas. I don't think it's been yet. It's it's too soon. It's too early. Do you think she'd been downstairs? She had, um, but she she didn't open the door. We closed the door um, um, and said, you know, you can't go in till we're till we're, we're up. And she was good. She did. She didn't even open her stocking. Um, we wrapped the stocking gifts after that conversation. We oh had. god! And um, but she she'd had a look inside, but not unwrapped anything. Till she woke us up again at, at half four to say, "Oh, can I?" That's can the I have idea. That's the idea to give him, him yeah. give him something to do. Well, that, yeah, exactly. That bought like another <laughs> forty-five minutes of quality sleep. <laughs> Did you keep her up late on Christmas Eve? She she went to bed about nine. So yeah, yeah, slightly. slightly yeah, later. we did. 
fuck. But yeah, she slept really well on Christmas Day night because <laughs> we've been we've been to see the grandparents. Yeah, they tire her out as mandated. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She was knackered. She had a great time though, so it was good to see because she'd not seen seen people really for for a while. Mm-hmm. How did you get woken up, Matt? Quarter to seven. Oh. Yeah, um, uh, my eldest wouldn't. He, I think he's too scared to get out of bed unless Mister Sun is on. Have one of these clocks where the sun comes on when it's time to come out of bed. Yeah, um, and that's quarter to seven. So he came in, <laughs> just had this <laughs> on the uh, at his bedroom door. Let me out! Let me out! Has he been? Has he been? <laughs> because the doorknobs on our doors are about. Yeah, about five foot off the deck, aren't they? Yeah, so um, you can't reach them. And if we shut his door, normally if it's if it's me, I leave it open so he can scrabble his little fingers in and you know pull it open. But my wife likes to lock it shut, make sure he can't get out. Is there like um, nail nail marks on the inside of the door, <laughs> like a fucking prison? You can sometimes hear like <laughs> in the morning. Get back to bed. <laughs> Um, no, there's like um, we've got like some things on the back of the doorknob on string, and he pulls on those to open the base, open the uh, door, because none of the latches work properly. Right. So it was, it was good. It was fine. It was it was very. This was the first time that um, it, he was like properly excited, and then when he came downstairs, he went, "Oh my." Gosh, we've got 100 presents. <laughs> oh my gosh, we must have been so good this year. And that's what he said. <laughs> it was great. It was worth it. Yeah. Just for that. Even though, you know, he could always do a little bit better. <laughs> and his brother could do even like miles better. <laughs> it's oh, the wizard. Yeah. And I, and, uh, I chewed up some carrots as well, so they were uh, on the back step. He said mm. we put we put some food out for the uh, reindeer, and they were chewed. And some special reindeer food was eaten, and some milk. Our, and uh, biscuit. Milk. Our, our five-year-old got made some stuff at school to sprinkle outside reindeer food. Yeah, that's food. what he got. Some yeah. Like oats and glitter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what reindeer fly off. Yeah, yeah it helps them fly across. That mm. Christmas spirit. Yeah. Milk, milk was a a, a, a kind. Of, was that a, a choice over the sherry, or it's just because we didn't want to put the use any port. We didn't want to waste oh, any port on, on Santa. And I thought, you know, like seven billion uh, glasses of port or whatever. How many households? Maybe like three billion households. No, two billion households. Probably, you know, even a little much for St. Nick. Fucking smashed. Yeah. Out all year. Smashed before he's made it out at Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went milk. Yeah. We went milk for the first time this year as well. We don't have sherry, though, that's the thing. Uh, we did Baileys last year, I think. <laughs> I, had a ba- I think I had a Baileys. 
Yeah, I'll get, uh, get the Aldi Baileys. It's good. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Ballycastle. Ballycastle. <laughs> it's far superior to, to the standard Baileys. And why is it? Seven know. quid? Yeah, my, my wife goes nuts over at Ballycastle, over, over normal Baileys. Absolutely. Just because she likes the deal? I think it's just a superior drink all around. <laughs> right. You think it's nicer? I don't think it's nicer. I can I'm not, not really a connoisseur. Can't tell the difference, and I'd usually put it in coffee. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah, I've not tried that. Actually. I could do that. How do some, you do your Bailey's coffee, Phil? Do you just replace the milk with Bailey's, or do you make a normal <laughs> cup of coffee and then add some Bailey's to it? I have my cup ready. <laughs> Talk us through. <laughs> then Picture I... the scene. The cup is ready. <laughs> Uh, a, a big cup, if if you can, if you have a big cup, and then I prime the coffee machine, usually Kenyan or Ethiopian. You've lost me already. I put a, a throw a Do you dash. Mean the kettle on? I throw a dash of Ballycastle in the cup. Oh, first, yeah. And then I put the cup under the coffee machine, set it off, and then while the, while the coffee machine's working, I grab my double cream. Out of the fridge, and I just, I just put maybe, maybe half an inch of double cream in at the end, and it's delicious. Spoonful of butter. How much Bailey's do you put in? What Irish cream? Yeah, about same, about half an inch. Right. Doesn't need a lot. lot. You don't want to ruin it too much. You ruin it. Uh, Not too little, and you might as well not bother. I used to but use a curdle. shot glass, actually. I used to put a shot glass in. But I just right. I just go racket thigh now. <laughs> Half a thumb. Yeah. Used to what? Excellent. Did I say what? He was stifling a yawn. Curdle. We were talking Curdling, about curdling. That's it, yeah. Does it curdle? No. Don't curdle unless you put it in lemonade. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Not advised. Yeah, I can remember when I went to university for a bit in Salford, and Salford, uh, what was it called? Deansgate Locks was like dead trendy. Barbar. And was it was it called Barbar? It had like they did the shots. It was, everything was just shot like cocktail yeah. shots. Yeah. And I just, I always think about this thing called monkey brains. I had, I have no idea what it was, but it was like Bailey's, something red and something clear. And it's, it was awful. Uh, it was arches, so peach schnapps, and then <laughs> Bailey's floated on top, and then a little dribble of grenadine syrup that goes through the Bailey's and drags it down into the arches and makes it curdle. Ugh. Also, I've seen it called other things like yeah. brain damage, things like that. But well, it just looks like a weird embryo thing in a glass didn't the place that used to be the corn exchange when that was a, a cocktail bar didn't they sell them and it was like it was like zombie brain or something it was called oh i don't know I never yeah, assembly that assembly, that's that's the assembly i think it's been reincarnated a few reincarnated a few times that hasn't it we used to do them at the varsity when that was the varsity right. when i was working there You've made a few cocktails in your time, have you, Ben? A handful. Yeah. I used to make Kia Royales. At, I used to work at a, a posh place down um, towards 
Garstang. Don't think it's there anymore. It might be a petrol station now. But uh, they used to do like posh, posh cocktails and things. Like, what was your uh, favourite that you used to make? Oh, I, don't, I wasn't like a shaker kind of guy. Oh, right. I'm getting the wrong in it. I no, thought no, you no, actually gosh. made cocktails. No, Tom Cruise style. No. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. No, I just basically worked in a bar. What's <laughs> <A few> <laughs> that joke where? were made, but it wasn't anything special. Like, you know, woo-woo or sex on the beach or whatever. These brain-damaged things. <laughs> Little shooters. You remember that joke where the guy goes into goes to the bar in Scotland and says, uh, can I have a, a lager in line, please? He goes, we don't do cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I think a brain damage is a cocktail. I think that must that requires some skill, does it not? I think it's a, it's a shot tail. Right? A shock a shock tail. Shock tail. Yeah, yeah, there is a bit of having to get it right. You won't like you won't put the Baileys in first. No. <laughs> horrible mountains. Would you do? Know? Right, it goes in yeah. last, does it? But the Baileys floats on top of the the uh the arches, the peach snaps, right. and then the the grenadine dribble sucks the yeah, <laughs> sucks the baileys down into the arches <laughs> in a minimal fashion. So you get like a a sort of Mandelbrot um, <laughs> uh, thing within it, um, a fractal design. <laughs> what even is grenadine? It's uh, I think it's pomegranate syrup or something it's non-alcoholic it's like a thick syrupy mm. thick syrup thing is yeah. it green red <laughs> come on phil fucking hell nada key right on the wedding i don't think so no you will have done a bottle of, you probably had a bottle of bex instead didn't you <sighs> yeah probably i think we had them at my way i yeah, think i think i want to your wedding on the terrace. Is that a, is that a thing? Is it having a kiral at a wedding? Yeah. It's a oh, is it? Cocktail, isn't it? Yeah. Right. That's like a. What do you call it? A, a, tra- tradition? a tra- tradition. A tradition. Kim Kim are you? I'm not sure. It's a wedding tradition, is it? A kiral, but um, you'll maybe. probably have them there. What about a Singapore grip? <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> 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 oh. <sighs> ah, I need to go to the toilet. We're only 40 minutes in. Go to the toilet then. I will. It's I fine. Won't announce it. I'll uh, just leave. Everything's under control. Situation normal. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, dear. So. Get down. We can get down to the uh, nitty gritty now, can't we? Why? What's that? Don't know. Just Ben's not here. Has anybody else um, messaged on the uh, the old messaging machine? Uh, Not that I can see. No. I don't even... I haven't even tested it to see if the audio is coming through or not. I've just sort of assumed that it is. Well, I just opened up my end and it wasn't there. It wasn't there? Well, it's definitely oh. broadcasting. Oh, right. It's just uh, whether the 
the audio from the desk is going through. I don't know. Uh, there's no one watching, so I can't tell. <laughs> I can't even ask them. No. Should we wait for Ben and, and run through the uh, our guests from this year then? Yeah. Yeah, can do. So what time did your kids get up then? Um, seven we went down. Seven? Nice. Had they been awake though? Yeah. Yeah, they'd been awake since about six or half six. Did you rap? Sorry, uh, we don't ask me why, but for some reason our stockings are all in the living room. Hung up. Right. That's what we did. Yeah. And have done. That's how my, my stocking was always presented to me as a child on the chair in the corner. Right. See, our, when I was a kid, it was always in your room. The idea oh, was yeah. you'd wake up at stupid o'clock and wrap and open your stocking while you're waiting for mum and dad to get up. Oh, ah, right, okay. So you do wrap the presents in the stocking then, do you? Um, I, I'm not in charge of the stocking. There's, a, you... there's nothing in it, really. It's just like a selection box in it. Right. Uh, you know, not, not, real, <laughs> not real presents in it. No. No. Did you have a, a nice urination? It was all right. Um, yeah, nothing to report. How many mats? Would you give it? Oh, it's oh, no, three, <laughs> four. In. I'm having some really satisfying wheeze in the morning at the moment. Real foamy ones. Oh, God. Foamy. Yeah. Must be the amount of sugar I'm eating at the moment. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna get that checked out. Yeah, I'm not sure foamy is what you want to be going for. <laughs> Oof. Straw should be the colour of straw. Oh god, no, it's either green or <laughs> a brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too yellow and you're dehydrated. Too pale and you're overhydrated. Yeah, quite often overhydrated after coffee. Really? That's a diuretic as well, is it not? Makes we yeah. more. So it's basically because I'll have one coffee in the morning and then I feel dead thirsty. So I drink loads of water and then mm. I just pee all day. Basically. Till about like two or three and then it stops. That's where you're going wrong. You need to follow your first coffee with a second coffee. No, because no, then it would probably it'd probably have a panic attack. <laughs> and then just, <laughs> just continue in that fashion throughout the day. <laughs> No, maybe maybe throw have. maybe throw a Bailey's in there once in a while. <laughs> can't handle it. Can't handle the caffeine. No. I'm not built that way. <laughs> I think my blood type is probably Nescafe. <laughs> well, not anymore. Is he not like Ethiopian? Yeah, whatever the shit seller Aldi. All oh, right. I get the top of the range stuff though from Aldi. I don't get the cheap stuff. Is it, is it especially selected for Aldi's? Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call it? No, I've, got like... speci- I've got a specially selected um, lasagna in the freezer from Aldi and a specially selected selection of cheeses. I got the cheese cheese board from Aldi. Yeah. With the, with the, um, the black uh, paper, straw paper inside. I can't, I can't remember. I just threw it in the trolley. I've not said it since. 
for tea tonight we had uh, a specially selected <laughs> pulled pork and pancetta cracker what the fuck it looks was like it a, a cracker it... what was the joke <laughs> surprise for surprise yeah it's not real pork <laughs> it was yeah it's like a giant sausage roll right yes in the shape of a cracker but it was uh, yeah. yummy did the boys have it no the boys were at grandma's for tea tonight oh right okay at least it's in someone yeah yeah, it's just me and the missus. We don't want to share it. You don't want to waste them on your kids anyway. Especially Not selected. especially selected shit, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Mine started to get a bit fussy over today. I think because yesterday he felt he, he, his dinner was um, half a tub of heroes, some dolly mixture, and um, what else did he have? And some Pringles, I think. <laughs> Right. So today, I think he was like holding out, saying, "If if I just don't eat any of this, then they'll have to give me something, and that something will have to be chocolate." Oh no, son! No, no, no! It, it so, is, you know, it is chocolate for breakfast season, isn't it? So. Yeah, Ryan, this fucking the amount of chocolate they've got is ridiculous. I think last year it lasted until Easter. Actually, from thinking about it, I think he's got even more. This time, how much of it do you and the wife eat? A lot as well, and it lasted till Easter. It's good that you got to make the most of it while they're young enough to not notice. Just help, <laughs> yeah, just and help it's, it's in a cupboard up high, like seven foot off the ground. So not seven foot off the ground. <laughs> That'd be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like you know, in the high cupboard, so you can't get it. My eight-year-old had noticed one M M&M and M if it was missing. <laughs> If I ate it. Yeah, how long how long have you got before they start sort of you've a did couple, that start having you've a couple of years, I think. Do you think? Yeah. We've just um we called some of his toys the other day and he took it quite well. Was a surprise about I don't know if he was still high off the new toy. Um, we did it yesterday on Boxing Day yesterday, wasn't it? You lose track of all time and space, don't you, in this period between Christmas and New Year? Um, so, uh, yeah, and we did it in front of him. What did you do? We, like, he has, I, I don't know if, basically, he's got like these, if this, from IKEA, they've got these, it's like a set of drawers, but they step down, and then each, the drawers are like big tubs that are about a foot deep, and they're, foot and a half wide as long or something and they're just full of toys so one tub's got like duplo blocks in one tub's got action figures one's got cars you know that kind of thing and one of them's got dinosaurs and animals in and we sorted that one and that's what he's into his dinosaurs at the moment um so we sorted through that and through low you know like stuff that's come from happy meals <laughs> crackers yeah. you know all the stuff that's just shy loads of yeah. shy dinosaurs that are like you know i just threw it all it's all in the garage to go um somewhere but what'll happen is we'll be playing outside we get all the toys out from the garage and you'll find all the, the stash of to be thrown toys Ooh, look at this daddy yeah novelty mm. Yeah, I don't think we've thrown a single toy away. I mean, no, I have to. 
have to. It's just too much. Yeah, builds up. Mm. What do you do well, with them? Well, what do you do with them? The toys. Do you give them to <laughs> charity shops? <laughs> we didn't burn him. That's the plan, yeah. I think we have taken... So a lot of the baby stuff we've given to our neighbours who have a baby. So the grand, the grandparents live next door and then we know kind of know the son and his wife and we've given them a load of stuff, you know, some stuff we paid for and stuff, like loads, given loads of free stuff. Um, yeah, so just things like that. And then these stuff that's in the garage we'll just take down to Bernardo's. And it'll probably all end up in the, the outside bin. I don't know if you've ever seen it on... It, oh? And on, Sorry. Uh, and then on the it's on the outside of uh, it's on Blackpool Road, um, and they have this big bin. It's the stuff they don't sell, and they, and like you can just go and have a look in it basically for free. Oh, that's why I haven't done. What have you not done? Oh, oh no, I, I have done it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought I'd done something wrong, but I hadn't. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> Do you want to talk about your Christmas Day, Phil, or not? How long have you got? Um, about ten minutes. Get it out of the way then before we do Secret Santa. Yeah, before you know. So it can be happy. Let's, let's do some sad news and then some, <laughs> and let's make up with it with um, consumerism. <laughs> All right then, let's start. Worst Christmas ever? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we got up with, at seven o'clock with the kids and had the, the usual carnage, opening the <laughs> presents and everything, and uh, all better get the oven on, take, it takes two hours, all the, all the usual stuff. And dog was absolutely fine. And then about nine, nine o'clock in the morning, maybe half past nine, um, we we organised to go to mother-in-law's for an hour at ten, just like ten till eleven, just so that they could see the grandkids and um, mm-hmm. open the presents and all that. And I got a shout from upstairs from the missus about half past nine saying, some up with dog. I went, oh, fucking hell. And... Um, she couldn't get down the stairs. And she's been struggling for a few weeks, really. Um, with her, her legs. Just being a bit weak and a bit... Oh, achy. And, yeah. like, being slow, sitting, lying down and getting up. And usually if she's been led for, you know, if you've been led for a long time in the same spot, then when you get up and you're a bit achy. And, uh, but she would, like, her legs weren't working, basically. <laughs> So me and the missus had to carry her downstairs and uh, we put her into her bed. And uh, we would sort of get dashing to get ready. This is about half now. We need to leave in 15 minutes, get your shoes on, all the rest of it. So uh, we went to the uh, the mother-in-law's and then got home about 11. And uh, she'd been sick. Dog had been sick. 
Oh, fucking hell. We'd arranged for my mum and dad to come at quarter past 11. So we're there. She's trying to sort out the dinner, get the dinner start prepped and cleaning dog sick up. And then my mum and dad turned up like quarter past 11 and they just, um, they didn't sit down or anything. They just came into the lounge and I say, hey, I, we offered to wear masks for him. And uh, my dad said, no, don't bother with that. We'll we'll just keep our distance, the adults. They're not bothered with kids. They'll hug, hug the kids and stuff. But mm-hmm. Which makes sense because it's the kids don't seem to transmit this thing, do they? So, mm-hmm. so um, they stopped for a little bit, opened the presents and that. And I was already sort of worried about it. Mm. And uh, and there went, and she just wouldn't move. Out, she couldn't move out of the bed. Couldn't get up. Couldn't stand up. So then we had Christmas dinner, which was weird, with four of us. Just yes, yeah. Really quiet. Like Christmas Day for me is carnage. Yeah, it's chaos yeah. and shouting and, and you know kids yeah. going crazy and. Having, mm. you know, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, you know, a couple of sets of grandparents, wine's mm. flowing and everyone's, you know, Christmas music's on in the background and it's like a social event of the year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's not often, I think we, we normally have about 14 yeah. on Christmas Day, but it's not our house every year. We rotate yeah. between three houses. But it's usually, you know, a dozen, 14 or so. Mm. So it was sort of subdued anyway, sort of weird. And we're in the back room and we're sort of worried about the dog as well, having Christmas dinner. And um, so we finished that up and we're stuffed and I guess we're a bit late. Maybe it's maybe two o'clock by the time we finished Christmas dinner. And uh, the dog still hadn't moved, couldn't get up, couldn't stand up. And it's like where uh, her bed is, is like where two settees meet. There's like a gap that you can walk through on your sideways. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of cocooned in there. It's like a there's two sides of a settee on either side. And she's in the gap, like the square gap in the corner of the room. And you can't look after her practically in there. So we thought we'll, we'll pull her bed out, pull her out into the middle of the room. Because we had to start, we got a water bowl and we're using like one of those pet food syringes to squirt water in her mouth Mm. because she couldn't get up to drink and uh, sort of nursing her a bit because she she couldn't move. Fed her a bit of turkey and that was another thing. It's like Christmas Day dinner, she'd usually be led under the table Mm. waiting, just waiting for anything. Anything to hit the deck and it's gone. (laughs) And uh, she didn't even, (laughs) she didn't even get it. She couldn't get out of bed. Not interested at all or unable. So I guess we got to sort of evening time and I was, I was getting pretty worried then and getting a bit upset and sort of thinking the worst. And the missus was like, oh, she'll be all right. They'll put the vet, you know, the vet will put a drip in her and give her some tablets for her stomach. We thought she had an upset stomach, you see. Yeah. That's all it had, like, you know, just uh, 
I don't know what you call it, like a food, not food poisoning, but bacterial infection or something, a urinary tract, UTI, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was, I was sort of worried most of Christmas Day that it was going to be somewhat worse. And then um, we kept the kids, I think we kept, the, did we keep the kids up? I think they went to bed maybe about eight on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And um, we put them kid, kids to bed. Oh, before that, like, she started crying at one part, one point, like a whining. Mm. And so she thought, oh, she probably needs the toilet. So we got two scarves and there's a makeshift sling <laughs> and uh, picked her up with the sling and took her out the front door. It's just this, this massive wee. <laughs> and uh, it was really strong smelling as well. I've not smelled, not, mm. there was something weird about it. Like mm. it didn't smell a dog piss. It was really strong <laughs> okay. smelling, but there was something off about it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so she'd been sick in the morning. And then, yeah, and then she was crying. <clears throat> Kids went to bed. And uh, I was saying, like, that's when we were sort of saying, like, this this is going to be bad. We need to get on to vets and find out when they're open. And the vet were open Boxing Day, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, it got later in the evening. I I wasn't drinking. I had a... I think I had two glasses of Prosecco with Christmas dinner and then I just wasn't in the mood for drinking anything. Mm. <coughs> and uh, it got later in the evening and, and she said, um, I'm probably going to, I'm going to stay up with it tonight. I said, well, I was thinking I was going to do that anyway. Because in my mm. head, I'm thinking she's not going to make it through tonight. Mm. And uh, so she said, all right then. So she got... Um, she brought down a spur pillow and spur duvet and that for the couch. And uh, I don't know what time she went to bed. Probably about half ten, eleven o'clock. She went to bed and I, I got on the couch. Which I can't remember what I was watching now. But um, maybe shortly after, she started um, scrabbling with her front paws, like to try and get up. Mm. And then... Like she would do it, then stop, and then do it again. And after the third time, she'd just give up and lie back down. And I was thinking, like, she's been led in the same position. Mm. She maybe just needs flipping over onto the other side. So I got up and flipped her over onto her side, onto her other side, which is no mean feat. She's 30 odd kilo dog. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that was happening. She'd settle for an hour. And then she'd start doing it again and mm-hmm. need flipping. So I stayed up all night with her, basically. Mm-hmm. I started watching 1917 at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nice. Christmas night. Um, I mean, before that, like at half past two in the morning, she uh, had diarrhea. Mm. So I had to clean that up. Mm. And... Um, try and clean her up best I could because she couldn't move. It just came out of her. She couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. And um, that was about half past two. And I was flipping her every hour. And then at half past four, 
there was something that came out of it that was like uh like bile out of a bum. <clears throat> like <clears throat> um I think like like mucusy yeah. stuff. And I'd already been upset on Christmas Day. I I thought it was gonna be the end, but I think when you see something like that, that's like a it's like the body shutting down, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh so I was quite I was sort of understanding what was happening by then by then anyway. And I cleaned that up and cleaned her up as best as I could. And about uh I think the last time I looked at my phone it was maybe six o'clock, five to six, mm. something like that. Mm. And I must have passed out on the couch because the next thing I know, uh it was eight o'clock and the missus was furiously cleaning her up and crying because <sighs> she'd uh, in that hour and a half or two hours or whatever that I'd passed out she'd shut the bed again <laughs> and it apparently pissed the bed as well it was all over her feet her paws and that it's just mm-hmm. uh, probably the worst night of my life just watching her struggle yeah. all night and she never shut her eyes. Oh. She was she was awake. She couldn't sleep. She was awake mm. through it all. And the dog is known for being a very good sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeps all day, <laughs> pretty much all night. And she was awake the entire time. She couldn't sleep. Couldn't settle nah. no peace. You wouldn't be able to, would you? No. Um, and the vet was open at eight, and she'd rung. Mm. the vet and she had an appointment at half eight straight away mm-hmm. so I was sort of dazed and confused and coming to at eight o'clock and I said mm-hmm. do, you want, uh, do you want me to take her and she said no I'll, I'll take her mm. is it that one near your house yeah it's only down road mm. so uh, I had to carry her into boot mm-hmm. uh, to get her for half eight and then I made myself a brew a coffee just to try and wake myself up I was fucking mm. exhausted yeah, <laughs> and uh, sort of probably about quarter to nine, the missus rang me, crying again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vet said she's had either a heart attack or a stroke, mm-hmm. and there's nothing, there's no we can mm-hmm. do. They've got a line in her. Uh, we're just waiting really for for to be given the okay. If you mm-hmm. want, if uh, but they've said you know if you want to come and say goodbye, it needs to be quick. Mm-hmm. And we'd already said to the kids before I put her in the car, like you might mm-hmm. want to say goodbye because she might not come back this time. Sort mm-hmm. of thing from the vet. Mm-hmm. So I rang my mum, rang my mum up, said, "Can you come look after look after kids?" Well, I rang her up mm-hmm. and she answered the phone and said, "His car all right." Because I mean, she'd normally get over, get out of bed and fuss over grandma coming. Mm. You know, all you have to say, all you'd have to say to her is grandma and grandpa, and her ears would prick up. When she was younger, her ears would prick up. She'd bark and then she'd run to the front door. <laughs> but she didn't. She couldn't even get out of bed for him. So, me mum asked how she was, and I said, "Yeah, that's why I'm ringing. Actually, can you come round now <laughs> just mm. to watch the kids while I got to the vets?" So my mum came, She was mum was round, we in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I went to the vet and 
and she were there with lining her and that. And uh, the vet came and spoke to us and said, it's weird, like, um, um, what happens is they put a, they put a catheter in for a sedation. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they sedate the dog. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, because of her blood pressure, I mean, I was half asleep and a bit dazed and that, but from what they said, something to do with their blood pressure meant that they couldn't do it the way they would normally do it and that mm-hmm. they'd have to inject it directly in the heart. Oh. And uh, you can't be there. You can't be present for that. Indeed. So they said, we'll sedate her mm. and she'll go asleep and then we'll mm. do it as soon as you've gone. But when she's asleep, she's lost consciousness. That's as far as she's yeah. concerned, that's it. Mm. And they were very good and you got to you got to hand it to them being there at eight o'clock on Boxing Day. That's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit of a... Because normally I'm, I would imagine, you, would you have, if it wasn't Christmas Day, would you have taken her like in the day somewhere, maybe? You might have done. I mean, you'd struggle to get an appointment. You would. You, you, it depends what time you rung. I mean, you usually get a same day appointment. Yeah, but I mean, I think most people with dogs, when they feel, they, sometimes they do that where they just feel, have an off day, and it's something mm. they've eaten, and you know, mm. give it twelve hours, and they're they're back to normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it was different. Well, it was Christmas Day. We had. It was just you know. That's every, what I mean, everything's yeah. planned as well, isn't it? It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you'd go, unless it was an emergency, and I guess we didn't think it was an emergency until it got so late in the day Mm -hmm. that you would do that anyway. And she's at the Mm -hmm. stage where she's 91 in doggy years. No, that's what I mean. I don't mean, like, you know, you could No, I'm just saying, because I've run this through my head, could we have done anything differently? Well, I think that's the thing. She's old. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an old dog. Yeah, but it was such a. I was saying to you before, it was a shock because mm. she's absolutely fine. Christmas Eve and Christmas mm. morning, it just all seemed to happen at once. So that's why I guess it's a heart attack for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, what happens, isn't it? Yeah, so the uh, so that yeah, so she died unfortunately. Do we want to uh, show a picture for the? For the viewers. You can if you want. Bring that up. How can you do that? You're going to screen share or something? <laughs> there is some on Instagram. I posted some photos on Instagram anyway. There she is. <laughs> she was a very nice dog, wasn't she? Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> very photogenic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, that's like her passing out. Parade photo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those ears get me. Those little bored fluff ears. Our Jack Russell never had them kind of ears and we all you know, we always wanted them. (laughs) You always want what you never get. That's right. Yeah. Like people with straight hair want curly hair. People with curly hair want straight hair. Yeah. (coughs) Just get a perm. And you rescued her, didn't you? Um, did you rescue her? Did you got yeah. from her, someone who didn't was like had like, was, to get rid of her or something? It was a with her? it was a sad story how he got her. That's it what was, I mean. Uh, it was a friend of a friend of a friend sort of deal, 
and mm. uh, it was this lady had it. <clears throat> she had two kids. She was heavily pregnant with the third kid, and uh, she had the dog Kara, who was about maybe nearly eighteen months old. And uh, her fella had decided he was going to leave him. Oh, and uh, he got the dog as well. It was his dog. And uh, he just stuck sticks and left her. So she was in the position of having to sell the house, have Fucking two hell. two young kids. One was a toddler, maybe three. Mm. One was a bit older, maybe eight or nine, and then pregnant mm. with another one. And this daft, bit stupid, <laughs> big b- big dog. Mm. Uh, so and like, if you're gonna rent, uh, trying to find somewhere that rents that a lot, you have dogs. Mm-hmm. It's not straightforward. Yeah. So we heard on the grapevine that there was this dog going that needed a home. And as soon as I I walked in and sat down, I was like, yes, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> bonkers. And uh, well, I'll tell you what it was. You know, they let me in. They let me and the missus in, and. Um, the dog was at the front door and the toddler, the like two or three year old, had his arms around her back end saying, I've got her, I've got her. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, that'll do. Mm. Good with kids. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that we've noticed is, um, I don't know if it's down to the personality of the dog or the environment that's brought up in, but, um, our all of my wife's parents' dogs were brought with like um, children, and they always seem to tolerate children and can understand what they are. Oh, sorry. Um, and to a certain extent, um, it's, it's my, sort of my neighbour's dog. Um, it doesn't seem to figure out. It's a Labrador, but it doesn't. It can't make. It doesn't seem like it can make head and tail of. Um, my youngest son, especially as a toddler, um, and he seems to be really uh, freaked out by him. And really? gets sort of, he's like heckles go up, he starts barking and stuff. Oh, bloody hell. So, um, and, like, uh, and the, the eldest one um, always barks at him, barks at the girl down the road. Um, so we don't know if it's like a territory thing. Still quite young. I don't, know if he's, I don't even know if he's two years old yet. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I can see sort of like a personality difference. I don't know if it is because they kind of they understand what how they behave because they obviously like toddlers walk differently. They're a different stature, different height. Um, it doesn't like go over and grab him or, or anything. It's just mm. as soon as he sees us, he's like he just starts barking. Mm. Tackles are up basically. Like people, are on these loads of different personalities. <laughs> yeah. They are, they're, yeah. they are individuals, definitely. And whether yeah. that's nature or nurture, well, it's probably a combination, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. And maybe it's think, more more nurture with dogs. Um, but I, there was a def- there's a definite, the two dogs I knew the most were my wife's um, mum and dad's dogs. One was called Eric, so um, obviously a male. Um, well, maybe not... Uh, obvious in this day and age and um the one was called ruby and she 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 was put down recently i can't remember when um 
Oh, she died, actually. Oh, well. But anyway, um, she was, like, dead anxious. You could tell she was anxious. And, like, always like, ah, uh, And uh, Eric was, like, dead laid back, but quite vicious. <laughs> laid so, back, like, but vicious. Yeah, it was, like, really nice with me and, you know, friendly and stuff. Quite small, an Alsatian. Um, or the proper size. Um, but, like, fiercely protective of... Uh, Mel, uh, my wife's mum, and the house basically. Mm. So like, he bit the postman, like low, you know, chase people down the street, um, stuff like that. But really, sort of friendly and docile in the house, mm. and like we just asleep all the time basically. Whereas Ruby was just like always pumped all the time, super excited. Right until she was like, I think I don't even, I don't think she ever calmed down. Basically, she never calmed down right up until she died. Crazy. Hey, Joe, give us a give us a thumbs up if you can hear us. Mm. Just checking. Her DCI Shanks has just uh, tuned in. I've just noticed. So, oh, he might he might have gone already. Actually, uh, <laughs> can't tell. Yeah. What I did uh, when we first got Cara is I would. Um, fuck with her like um <laughs> like, like mind games <laughs> no physically <laughs> <laughs> no it's like a child would do you know i'd, I'd just grab her yeah. grab her uh back leg and put my finger between her toes i'd yeah i'd uh you know put my finger inside her ear just in her oh, mouth you your ear. <laughs> and in her mouth and stuff and just not in it not rough just like yeah. just Play, yeah. play, just sort of play with her, her body. Yeah, and but that's that's part of getting used to him. You're getting him used to. Yeah, that's what kids do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, and that helps, I think, because she was incredibly docile when it came to kids. They could do anything, absolutely anything. I remember, uh, I can't remember which one it was. Was it the eldest? I think he might. No, he was the youngest. I think when he was a toddler. But the, the dog was sat on the couch in front of him, or something, and he picked up a bottle of <laughs> a bottle of Tixie Licks and just bang straight between the threw it at her right between the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, just didn't bat an eyelid. Just saw Winston didn't move. Didn't do anything to her. My youngest, he's just going through a phase of throwing everything at the moment. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, tasty like. Oh, right, that's Cheney. Oh, yeah, so. Worst, probably might be the worst night of my life this Christmas night. No, mate. Yeah. So well, we're she, very like sad. Like I say, she was 91 and she had a. You gave her a good life to the yeah, end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Try and look at the positives, but I I wasn't prepared for how much it hurts. I, I was quite are. shocked. I, I don't think you can prepare yourself. No. I think it's like a it's almost like a it's like a child, isn't it? That same kind of the same way you would treat a child, isn't it? We've had lots the, of ways. We've had the dog longer than we've had any kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's like every time I I realised today. Oh, I think it was yesterday, but. Every time I get up, uh, every time I go into the lounge or get up off the couch to leave the lounge, I 
automatically look into the corner where her bed is. Yeah. Just to check on her. And it's like, oh, fuck. Mm. No, she's not there. It's, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, I don't know how long it's going to be till we're ready for another one, but... Do you think you would have another one, then? There's no way we're not having a dog in the house. Really? No. No, definitely not. We'll all, we'll definitely have another dog. Without a doubt. It's a case of uh, when we're ready for it. It's, a bit, it's yeah. still very raw. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. And, uh, we were both upset last night once we put the kids to bed. Yeah. Looking at the old photos and going through old videos and stuff. and Yeah. It's not nice. No. But we have to move on. We'll have to get over it. Yes. Yeah. Death is part of life, isn't it? Um. Well, can you imagine not having those experiences? Uh, no. You know, it's all part of life's rich tapestry. Exactly. So, I like, you know, I'm glad we had her while we did. It just sucks right now. Exactly, and, uh, yeah. And yesterday particularly, but... Yeah. We've, you've got to... I'm not at the point yet where I can sort of see the bright side, but it, that, mm-hmm. will, that will come. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's good to have distraction. I mean, it, that, I think that's why the, the kids... It's like my my eight-year-old, yeah. when, when we first told him, he sort of was in shock, and then he ran straight up to his bed and uh, up to his room and got in his bunk bed, and he, he sleeps, his favourite teddy's a doggy, and he oh. was up on his top bunk cuddling the doggy and crying when I went up. And it, that, But after that sort of initial reaction, because it mm. was like Boxing Day, he yeah. had all these toys and Fresh all toys, these, isn't it? Yeah, distractions and yeah. sort of. He, he didn't get upset really for the rest of the day. And then when I put him to bed last night, mm-hmm. uh, like half an hour after I'd come down after putting him to bed, I heard him calling for us, and he was crying then because he's had time to think. You see, exactly. Yeah. He said, so he said I've had a, he said I've had a nightmare about Kara. I said, all mm. right. So what's up? Wait, done well because you're not been asleep. Yeah, he said, uh, and I sort of said, you know, she's she's in a better place now, and she's got all the other doggies who we know, you know, like my brother's doggies and sister-in-law's doggies, and they're having mm-hmm. a whale of a time. And he goes, yeah. "This is the humans, though." So yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, it's all the humans are there as well. And, mm-hmm. and then he went, does that mean we're going to see her again? It's fucking... Yeah. Oh, my God, what a fucking downer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Should we do Secret Santa before I start crying? <laughs> you never know. I'm going for a wee. Yeah, Okay. Oh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. You used to have a dog, didn't you? Not really. That's what I was saying. Yeah, we had it for about a year. It was like my, uh, it was my wife's mum and dad's dog, and then 
Um, she went to live with her brother. Yeah, you were like the, foster carers. Yeah, so we had it. Uh, she lived another four years, I think, oh. with him. Um, well, we're going to get another one soon. It's it's just deciding what. I mean, we had that Jack Russell, and he he just wasn't right. He had the same problem as as sounds like your neighbour's dog. Where he just he was barking at our youngest. You know when mm. she was. You know, when she was one and two years old, so you get that sort of behaviour and, you know, mm. we sent him off to live with my parents and they started getting aggressive with them and it was a bit... With them? Yeah, yeah, he, he had issues. He, was, he wasn't the right dog for us, really, so... Is that, do you think that was something to do with the breed, with, like, being a Jack Russell with sort of, like... like what, what were they bred for, like, ratting or something? Yeah, well, the, yeah. The working dogs, but I mean, we've known other other um, mm-hmm. you know our friends have Jack Russells and they're they're fine, but but Dylan mm-hmm. was a, a nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. you know, we rehomed him, and he's he probably lived out the rest of his days on a farm somewhere, which is which is fine. And he did have a docked tail, which is I think that was made illegal quite quite a while ago, um, mm-hmm. except for working dogs. So I'm wondering if it was actually a originally a farmer's dog because he was a rescue mm. we got him but yeah maybe it was just always a, aggressive that's the thing it might have just been a, a trait so we want something docile like uh, i don't know the, like oh labrador wants a sausage dog <laughs> my five-year-old asked for a sausage <laughs> no he said uh, he said today he said can, can we get a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Would you um would you prefer a like a lap dog? No, I or... want an Alsatian. <laughs> yeah. 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 There are a lot of there are a lot of um it's the it's the molting, that's what I couldn't I didn't particularly like. Yeah. It's like they molt I think it's... twice a year. I might be wrong. Shave and... the fucker. Um, they have a they have a top coat and an undercoat, yeah. and it's like brush, don't you? yeah. But even then, it's just like you know, it's it's just the hair. I'm just too neat. I think um, I think what we would consider is uh, we've always said we would get like a British blue cat, you know, like a Cheshire oh, cat, yeah. Yeah. With, like the orange eyes. Because, oh, this is simply because. One lived on Mel's mum and dad's road, and it was the friendliest cat I've ever met in my entire life. Big, fat, grey pussy cat, and he would just come and say hello. Yeah. Um, and then um, one time he got in the back of a removal van and like went to the other end of the country, and then he brought him back, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, adventurer. Mm. Yeah, pets are good. Except fish, pointless. I don't know. I, it's, it's, a lot of people say, don't they? Yeah, because of what they teach that like, kids' responsibility and all the rest of it, don't they? If you have to do a little bit for them. Mm. Yeah, hamsters, clean them out. Mm. A child's pet. Oh. Do you all fancy right. another dog, Ben? Yeah, I was just saying we're we're gonna we're starting looking. The you know I've, I've it, I don't think it ever leaves you that that dog thing once you've had one we've got a cat so there, there are complications um, <laughs> well, not, if you a a not if you've got a pussy not if you've got a puppy 
yeah, well, that's the other thing. I mean, with I'm, I mean, I'm working from home now for the foreseeable, so there's not been a better time to kind of be around when you have to be around, you know, training a training a puppy. Yeah. It is chaos though at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, I, I remember the adult. Uh, I don't even well. The, uh, when Ruby was a puppy, I can remember her being a puppy, and she had a, she had two puppies, and one died, and then one su- survived. And like it was just looking after, it's like looking after a baby. But obviously, you would have it after that point, wouldn't you? But even so, um, I think they're just about house trained, aren't they? And things. It's the chewing, isn't it, with those little little sharp teeth that fall out? Yeah, little needles. Mm. They're cute though. Yeah. Alsatian puppies are cute. Yeah. Mm. I, I won't be allowed an Alsatian, that's for sure. It's, it's probably going to be a sausage dog at this rate. <laughs> I don't know, a sausage dog. I mean, what, what were they? Are they just like lap dogs and sausage dogs? They're not really bred for anything else other than just like being cute and sitting on your lap. Are they not they're going down tubes or something? <laughs> yeah, they're not ratters like Jack Russell. You think? No, I don't think they are. They're not terriers. Oh. Dachshunds, um, don't know. They must do something in Germany. Yeah. I'd be like, find them out of tanks or something. I wonder what, the, yeah, I wonder if it was. Is there, is there like dogs that are just, that were just bred for, like poodles? Are poodles just bred for, for, oh, for poodles, poodles? Are, poodles are smart. Poodles, yeah. Very, very intelligent poodles. Well, uh, I believe they're the most intelligent dog. Mm. No, it's dolphins. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard oh, that Poodle is the most intelligent or a border collie. Uh, you're forgetting Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, oh yeah. Is he not dead? Or it's his wife that died, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Mm. Mm. Um, a few hours. They're, they're, I don't think they're bred for anything other than handbags. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they could be quite aggressive. Yeah. Oh, fuck. The smaller dogs are... Well, this is an incredible generalisation, but in my experience, smaller dogs are... More bullshit than bigger dogs. But I think, do you not think that's because they they feel more easily threatened? It's like humans. No, they're just fucking assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And it is asshole. (laughs) Um, My sister has a. Is it called a miniature schnauzer? Yeah, yeah. And she got that because it doesn't it doesn't molt. That's right. So it needs um, like trimming. Mm. Um, but that barks all the time. It's very like sit on your lap. That's a lap dog. I don't know if it was like something that was you know in the past was used for something. Our dog was a lap dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, I thought uh, it's probably just personality, isn't it? Like what yeah. we were saying before. Bigger, bigger the better for me. It's more to cuddle, more cuddly. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't like a, a like a tiny dog. Like a what's the thing that everyone wants? Uh, the pug. Pug or um, at the moment it's the French bulldog, isn't it? That's yeah, the other one. French bulldog. Like French, yeah, you know, those are quite cute. There was there was one on the we were looking at the rescue centre yes, last night. Yeah, and uh, there was a French bulldog in there. We both just started laughing at it. It looked ridiculous. I... It looked ridiculous. I don't know why. It was just the photo. It just looked funny. <laughs> but... I think there are issues, aren't there, with breeding with bulldogs? As yeah, a breed because of like the snap, the snout, and they can't breathe properly or something. I wouldn't really want a pedigree dog unless it was something really kind of robust, like a, a Ridgeback or something. 
because mm. uh, like you say the, the the dogs that are predic pedigrees they get bred for certain characteristics mm. and mm-hmm. and it's not just the well like bulldogs are famous for it um um what they call them um, basset hounds they breed them for certain characteristics and they end, they end up having problems with them uh, yeah. eyes and stuff and alsatians as well yeah, there's the hips, isn't it, with Alsatians because of the way they want their back end to curve down. Yeah, remember hip, that? But hip, hip dysplasia. Hers, I think, yeah, one of hers was a, a pedigree. Um, but the other the other two that were okay were, um, weren't, and they were healthier. Yeah. They had, like problems, you know, arthritis when they got older, but, you know, up until that point they were fine. Yeah, crossbreeds are a lot sturdier, a lot hardier. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would want to go smaller than like a staffy, a big staffy, mm-hmm. just as a gauge of size. So, did you think you would, when you say a crossbreed, would you get one that was like a mix of like a collie and then an Alsatian or a whatever? Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or would well, you, would well, you think you would go for a rescue dog again? And get one. Oh yeah, we won't. Yeah, we'll always. We'll just be. We're keeping our. I mean, we're not ready yet. We were just looking. <laughs> She said last night, because she was, I saw her, she was on her phone and she was looking at the rescue centre. And I said, like, and I sort of looked at her and she said, oh, I just, I just wanted to look at pictures of dogs. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I said, like, it's, it? I said, it's too, I can't, you know, I can't even yeah. think about it yet. So, yeah, we'll definitely get a rescue, definitely. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know when it'll be. In a, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe in a, a month or two. It's mm-hmm. just fucking. It's not. It's weird when you've had a dog in the house for twelve years. It's weird not having one. Mm. You know, does they do a job as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, definitely. It's just, uh, and I think it's. I think it's good. Well, you know, it's cheap for a start <laughs> to get a rescue dog. I mean, these these like. French bulldogs and stuff. You're talking hundreds and hundreds, aren't you? Yeah, I'm sure there was something. Oh, this was it. Um, my uh, brother-in-law's next-door neighbour. Now, I don't know if it's a, a staffy or a, a French bulldog. It might be staffy, but it's like this really unusual colour and unusual. I think it's got, like, blue eyes yeah. and, like, grey. And I walk it. I don't know if she, I'm pretty sure that he had three puppies and they were this colour and I'm sure they were selling each one for 10 grand because it's like this unique so they were it's like 30 grand off one litter but it was a bit a bit of a weird looking dog I'm sure the dog that I saw was like tan coloured but that's like green I, I don't know but anyway yeah so it's had this unusual set of litter of puppies and she said that they sold, like they sold one for five, and then he said, "Oh, um, you, you could probably get double for that." So they put it on for ten and sold <laughs> like ten grand. I think a thousand pound is not unusual for a pedigree dog. For no, a, yeah, a yeah, purebred dog. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure the, the lockdown has put prices up as well. Why is that? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Because people, people demand do. Yeah, people who are having to stay on their own a lot longer are looking for companionship. Oh, right. It's the, the market, how the market works, isn't it? I mean, increased demand, 
supply stays the same, prices go up, don't they? I didn't realise it was because people were, yeah. were lonely at home. Yeah, you think about it, if you live on your own but you're in work forty hours a week, <clears throat> yeah. work is work is life then. And then you're only coming home to have your you know, your Admiral's pie, two minutes <laughs> in the microwave and then Not a freight bed test. No. Too much effort. <laughs> and then straight back out to work again. You know, if that all comes to a comes to a stop and you're not even working from home, you're furloughed or whatever, then it's not like you can go into town and or go to the pub anymore or anything. There's no social contact. There's yeah. no social contact now at all. So that's sort of the idea. Social distancing means oh, reduce yeah. all your social contacts. So people are getting <coughs> cats and dogs and right. And that's driving prices up. Bloody hell! But I also heard that the there's like there's higher sort of people are. Um, putting dogs into rescue and abandoning them as well. That I think there'll be a big peak when we go back to normal and people are going back to work and then suddenly... Hang on a minute. That's, that it. ain't happening. Back to oh, normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new normal. Like the new normal. Uh, let me introduce well, you I mean, to Klaus Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go for a wee now. All right. Yeah, my missus is going to miss her. Because she's been uh, she's been working from home since I think maybe it was July. I think I think she started working from home, so she started moving the bed into the back room, which is the the office room, office come dining room, just for company really to keep company at work. So yeah, she'll she'll miss her when uh, we go back to work in January. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that about people working from home. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I said, it's, now's the time to, to get a new dog and, and train it up, and I can do long walks whenever. I'm not having to do, well, a couple of years ago, I was doing an hour, hour and a half commute each way. I'm working 11-hour days <laughs> oh, when I was on shift. That So out of the house for 15 hours, Ugh. coming home just knackered. Driving is knackering. That, that, getting rid of that commute is... Is amazing, and I've I've been gradually reducing it. I've been getting, you know, moving jobs closer to home over the last five or six years, yeah. and then to have it completely cut out is is fantastic. Loads more time to do loads more stuff. Yeah, sleep mainly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bit, bit more sleeping going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's part of the reason I well, I suppose it is. Before I went self-employed, a lot of my time was spent on the road. Of course, yeah, you were driving to, like, bloody miles away, weren't you? I remember you, when you were an apprentice, weren't you driving to Coventry or something? Oh, also, yeah, all over the country. I mean, Manchester would be normal, mm. like a normal everyday commute. Manchester, on the map, Liverpool. that seems fine. But, you know, you can you can get to Manchester in from here, I don't know, 15, 20, not 15, 20, 25... <laughs> 25 30 minutes but then once you hit manchester it's another could be another hour before you get to where you want to be oh yeah and it depends when if you're not in the on the well it used to be but i mean it's 10 years ago now it used to be if you weren't on the motorway by seven o'clock you'd have it yeah and there was a slip of time you could there was about a 15 minute window whereas if you went to if you went before that 15 minute window 
you somehow arrived at your destination far too early. And if you went after, <laughs> by, by a, a minute or two after, you, you were late. <laughs> yeah, you're queuing up at Middlebrook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bolton to try and get there. It wasn't too bad on the bikes. You, you <coughs> just go past everyone and, you know, they're all swearing at you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, you would think it's going to help the road situation and, and all that, wouldn't you? All this working from home. Because, yeah. um, you know, most of those people who I was queuing up with on the M61 didn't have to be in Manchester to do the job, whereas I did. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, exactly, yeah. From a selfish point of view, I think, well, yeah, it's good that they're, they're at home and they can do it from home because it'd make my life easier if I was doing that today. I can't see any downsides, uh, and you'd. I think you'd be, it'd be you'd, it would be difficult to argue against working from home after having done it. Do you know so what? Long. There are downsides. I'm sure there are, but I, I can't think of many. Apart from the, the social interaction side of things. Hello! Yeah, that yeah. was going to be my first downside. We're social animals. Yeah, you're right. And so, to be fair, I do miss that, that side of things. Um, and also, you know, in that office. you're, uh, you know... A, uh, a middle-aged man with a wife, happily married with yeah. a wife. You know, if you're 21, mm. and uh, I wonder how many, oh, I wonder, Matt, how many relationships start off in, like, an office-based environment? Office romance. Exactly, yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. I bet it's more than half, considering um, the amount of time you're spending with people. Roughly a third of our podcast. <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> on this sample. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, when it comes down to love, though, it's, it's called, I'm sure it's called, like, the law of proximity. So it's something like, basically, you'll, you'll just fall in love with, you know, anyone who's around you if you spend enough time with them. Yeah. Because you'll start, you'll start to get to know people, and um, the more you get to know someone... And the more people that you get to know, I suppose, then, you know, there's the more chance that you'll have shared interests, you know, like shared sense of humour and all that kind of stuff. Matt, are, are you saying that your wife isn't the one? Um, she, always, <laughs> she always fucking says to me that, you know, if I died, she'd move on. So... <laughs> so that she got, she, a couple of weeks ago, she said something along the lines of, I fucking found you once, so I'll fucking find you again, won't I? <laughs> the other thing i was thinking about with the working from home thing is it's gonna hollow out the city centers a bit isn't it you know i mean maybe not so much our city center yeah. but london manchester do you not remember in in september when bojo was like imploring us to go back to work we, you must go back to work yeah um, you know otherwise Preta Monje is going to go under a lot of businesses are reliant on yeah. the city trade aren't they and uh, what do they call it uh, walking footfall footfall yeah mm-hmm. this is the thing isn't it this is the economy if it if it stays like this and more people do work from home then it will change demand. So like those kinds of places, yeah. Will it be that the town centre, town centres and city centres, did he completely change and... um, Yeah, you know what happens? All the businesses go away and it becomes um, cheap housing. 
That's what I was going to say. Is it going to become housing? Yeah. And then um, all the people moving. All the, you all move into the city centre. Agenda 21, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you live in your tower block with your store on the ground floor. And, uh, I'll slow net, yeah. but yeah. not the weather. Can I put a peg in the ground and say, I am a great reset denier now, early. <laughs> Just get in. <laughs> I think. Well, have you not read his book? He's written a book about it. I don't it. care. I might be the first, the first great reset denier. <laughs> I don't think I don't go full. I'm not a full resetter. I'm not a full um, new world order. You just push but, the power button quick, get a, get a quick cycle. <laughs> don't shut down completely and reset. No, I just think I I, I do think that um, there will be things that do change. So, like yeah, you're permanent. an example of it. If this hadn't happened, if this pandemic hadn't happened, do you think? <laughs> you would have naturally got to a stage over like the next like, this year of you working from home permanently. No. Okay. No, maybe, maybe a couple of days, but not permanently. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's an, this crisis has mm. exacerbated things and it's providing an excuse for things to move quicker. But this is the other thing. This is that any, right-minded business, especially your, you, we were talking the week, and, and I think the business you work for is quite new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the overheads or the costs of, of having a, a big office to house 100 people or whatever many people work in the business must be quite expensive and that's a really good for the business to get rid of, isn't it? Yeah. That rent. Yeah. And, uh, when, you're, when you're new. Plus, you know, all that money, they're going to, you know, give it back to the employees, aren't they? You're all going to get pay rises, aren't you? I, I got a pay rise. <laughs> it's, good for, it's good for the shareholders. It's good for the shareholders. No shareholders in your business, Ben, is there? No. I work for a very good company. In my opinion. But, but you know, yeah, what, what you're saying is, yeah. For most businesses that do, like, say, for example, um, I don't know, like Santander, if they close half the branches, mm. which they're trying to do anyway, aren't they? Um, yeah, they want everything online as much as they can. Exactly, yeah. And, like, just huge call centres somewhere, um, which will soon be AI, won't it? Um, yeah. It makes sense for them, doesn't it? Like, the huge global corporations... I think different industries will be impacted differently. And you're right. I mean, it's, um, you know, Phil, you were saying about how they're going to share that benefit amongst amongst the employees. I think some businesses will, some businesses won't. And I've, yeah. I've worked in big corporations where that definitely wouldn't happen mm-hmm. um, because that's not how they operate. They're more of a kind of... I don't know what what style of operation it is, but it, it would go to the top um, straight away. And you know, there are businesses like that. And there are businesses like like the one I work for, which is more. It, it's a more modern model. It's certainly different to to the other places I've worked, but it'll be different for for everyone. Horses for courses. Yeah. And you know, there'll be benefits and the opposite of benefits uh, for each one, really. But you're right, it's definitely going to, it's definitely changing. 
for better or worse. And it'll balance out eventually, I'm sure. I can't see a lot of people going back into offices. No, certainly not full time, but I think there might be there might be benefits to going back for, you know, a day a week maybe, or maybe not as formal as that. Just have have um, get-togethers dotted around the year, where we can actually go and, you know, see your colleagues and meet them. Have have that or not? Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Well, there, there are people that I that I work with that I've not met face to face. Yeah. Because as the as this has changed, of course, the company is still growing. Um, so you onboard people, and and they're working remotely straight away. <coughs> but there's always the Christmas party. That's what I was going to say. It's like you know, for like hookups and stuff. It was. Um, like team, it was like back in the day, just team parties when you had like you know parties all the time at work, and now you you oh. know you're looking to get Christmas parties. Yeah, we used to go out every every other week, clubbing in Liverpool or Manchester. When I was working at the at one of my other places where I used to work, um, and it, it was you know it was wild. It was it was proper social mm. interaction, and it was great. What's that to do I with still the? Miss it. And I know that even even us lot, when we get together, I'm always pushing for us to go out to, you know, <laughs> somewhere, go out in town or whatever. Because I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy that being among the people. The plebs. The plebs. <laughs> <laughs> <Sir. laughs> do you think that's probably the age profile of the employees? Though, like if you if you if the if the age profile of the employees is late twenties, early early thirties, then maybe they are going to do do that. Whereas yeah, if... and I think that you're right. That was the time that it was. I was I was in my late twenties, right. early thirties. But I I'm I've kind of stuck with it. Unfortunately, I, I can still <laughs> see myself in ten years being like you know pushing fifty, still wanting to go to. Oh the no, you're gonna be that guy. You're gonna be that guy, and you on the, on the Christmas do. Yeah, he gets wrecked. My beard, like, yeah. would be just <laughs> oh, wild. That, that weirdo's turned up again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no. shit. don't be a weirdo. Amish, Amish Ben. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, yeah, coming. <laughs> that's definitely happening. <laughs> Are we going to do Secret huh? Santa or what? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to go first? Oh, good question. How do we decide? Is it going to um, be the dwarf, or the dwarf, <laughs> or, or the dwarf? <laughs> we need to go first. I, I haven't Sounds got it. Like it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the dwarf. It could be. I'm a blind man. The blind man can go first if you want. I haven't got that one set up right, have I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not first. <sighs> Whoever. I'll go first then. All right. Do you want me to guess who who's done these presents? Well, you should know. It's not hard to work out. Yeah, well, you said that last year, and I still couldn't work it out. <laughs> well, uh, last year, I, I, that logic worked because um, we were drawing... We did straws, didn't we? We pulled names out of a hat. 
However, that logic doesn't apply this time because... Yeah, it does. How? Well, Matt, you know who you bought for, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So the third person can't have bought for that person as well. They must have bought for you. Yeah, but the other the person Matt bought for might have bought for him as yeah. well. Yeah, the work. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. Okay. So like, only when you pull in straws does that work. I thought that worked. <laughs> we anyway. did pull straws virtually. Virtually. No, we didn't now. Who's the third party? A yeah. god a godhead. No mean Nosnodge. Nomi Ben bought these because he used his label maker. Oh I did use it... oh shit. Oh! <laughs> so it turns out I was right. I had I had guessed it. Yeah. I don't know who bought me. <laughs> well that's fine. We do now. Really? What's, oh, uh, what's the first present? A Hot Wheels. Build a Death Build a Death Star. Oh, uh, it's it's got some bit in it, but how do you know, Ben? Because uh, I, I can see on the TV. <laughs> did you did you buy did you buy this after we had a conversation about what Boba Fett's spaceship was called? Oh, is it Slave One? I don't know whether to open it. Surely a Hot Wheels Slave One won't be worth money in like thirty years. Seriously, no one, no one. Disney has hold of it. They just fucking vomit it, merchandise. It's not worth any money now. <laughs> <laughs> series five of nine. All right, fuck it. I'll open it. So it's that, is it on wheels? No. I see what you've done there, but no, <laughs> there's no wheels. That um, I think it comes with a Death Star piece, and if you have all the. Nine. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yes. Ah, it's on the back. Yeah. You have to buy all of them. Destroy Alderaan. That's how they get you. Yeah. That's how the cigarettes work. So, he's diving in. Oh, it's heavy, the though. Oh, oh. Is it? Is it? Does it, the, oh, yeah. Does it's it the say. Base uh, of the Death Star. Does it say black? I think that's the middle piece, isn't it? Does it say oh, black what? series on it? Does what? it say on the box? Does it say no, black? That's Kenner, black, isn't it? Black series. Not as far as I can see. Right. I think it's, it's quite a quality... It's a quality item. Okay. <laughs> Little hoover. <laughs> it's called Slaver One. Am I supposed to paint it or something? <laughs> no. why, is it not, why, is it, why is it silver? It's not finished. It's for your, your mantelpiece. <laughs> it's still so finished, though. It should be green, not. Is it like... Is that... Is that it? That's it, yeah. All right. does, it, does it fit on this? It looks a bit like a horseshoe crab, I've always thought. <laughs> no, well, it can do. It, you, you've put it on there, so... <laughs> well what's, this, what's this bit? Oh, is this the stand? Yeah, that I think that that disc is the middle of the Death Star. Is it? You, so what's, you this silver, like, what's this silver bit then? The that's middle. part of the Death Star, I think. Oh, as well. I thought that was going to make it. it. But look at this. Does this not fit on the? I think this fits into here. You know, yeah, well, it'd be like a Ring Raider. Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> no. Ring Raiders. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, this is classy. 
So have you got a Victorian photo of Mick Jagger wearing a top hat behind you? Oh, look at that. Stab me up. Stab me up. Never stop. Look at this. It's got a little stand. There we go. Oh. oh. I'll I'm you. more impressed now. Well, I, I see your slave one, and I will raise you. Uh, uh. Slave two. <laughs> I'll raise oh. you. Oh, that... oh, that's a mill falc. Ah, look. Oh, that Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Is it the same thing? though? Is that plastic? Is that um, a centenary falcon? It's it's yes, it's plastic. <laughs> this is this is solid metal, but the wrong colour. <laughs> you get some paints, you can paint that up. Go to hobby yeah. craft. Get some Earthix yeah. paints. <laughs> Warhammer stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah, so that'll just live in I'll just bring that round to the studio once we're allowed back in. Yeah, <laughs> Clear dark moon, Warren G was on the streets. Oh, can't hear over the wrapping paper. Oh, sorry. Say again. Um, I said, Will Pearson, the book of unexplained mysteries on the trail of the secret and strange. Is this uh, a UFO book? Then? I've not seen the front cover. I noticed it said. Good Why have you not? How have you not? Have you not seen the front cover? <laughs> he didn't wrap it to himself. Well, no, I picked it up. It was facing the other way, and it said "Gebekli Tepe" on the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's it? How by? were the hunter gatherers of Gebekli Tepe able to build a series of stunning stone monuments six thousand years before Stonehenge? Well, you're going to find out. Very interesting. Have you read this? Have you been recommended this book? No. Oh, fuck's sake. Was that not Wasn't supposed it? to be my secret Santa instead? Uh, I'll read it. I, I don't you know. can have it. I might borrow yeah. that off you. Yeah, it yeah. sounds interesting. I'll, 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 I'll lend you it. it. <laughs> I'll lend you it. <laughs> Listen, no, they're only it's quite short. So, um, like the first one is like nineteen pages. The, oh God, it's not an audio book. <laughs> the Sher- Sherbera Code. What is that a thing? Sugarbera, Sherbera, Sherbera, Sugarbera. Sherbera. Just saying nonsense words. Yeah. Atlantis, the Bermuda Triangle, the Berry Celeste, Gebekli Tepe, Great Pyramid, uh, Giza. Explain. They explain the, the the mysteries of the Great Period of Giza in fourteen pages. <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Many people think, and then thirteen pages. Twenty-three pages are dedicated to the Zodiac Killer. Oh wow! Didn't he get so, found? Was he the one that got found through DNA? He's not. Been, no, that's the Golden Gate. Never they, been found. It's the Golden they decoded Gate. Decoded something recently, though. One was, of his messages. Was it TJ uh, Branham? Did he decode it? 
No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, there was a guy, wasn't there? An old man that got caught, caught. And he was like an ex police officer and he like a serial killer in the seventies and eighties, I think. Yeah. I think in oh, that one. I've reached peak liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Just one second. Oh, Talk about the book some more. I don't think there's anything else to say. It looks interesting, that. I think what it might do, though, this is pique my interest in a lot of mysteries. I didn't realise there was many, um, there was anything unexplained about the Mary Celeste. I, I believe that it was just top-heavy or something. And it sank. I don't know. It's not so it Mar- Is that the Mary Celeste? I thought it was haunted, the Mary Celeste. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm... What was the one that the, the Henry V's boat that was on Blue Peter that they, they kind of oh, the, um, sank on its maiden voyage? Oh, not the Golden... It was heavy. Golden Hind? Nah. That was um, Francis Drake, wasn't it? I can't remember now. It was the Mary Celeste. It was the Mary Celeste the one that turned up and there was nobody on board. Ah! Yeah, that's the one. Because it's like the Mary Celeste in here. Yeah. Maybe it's that. I got some... uh, I got some good books for Christmas. I got some books. Oh, what did you get? They're upstairs. I asked for... um, um, fingerprints of the gods. Oh, nice fingerprints! Is that what it's called? Oh, did you get did you get fingerprints or magicians? I don't, don't know. Fingerprints of the gods. Fingerprints of the gods was his big, his massive hit in the mid nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. All it's right, like, cool. Guys, it's like this thick. Yeah, it's like five. It's like four inches thick. I can't read that. You're gonna have to. I know. The last book I read, I read um, his dark materials. That was thicker. That was like a children's story. Um, I got um, your man Dave Matheson's. Oh, which one? Book. Just the the first one. I don't know the one right. that you read. I thought I'd give him the money, and a- then astral um, theology. Yeah, That's I think good. it's that one. And then um, Aldous Huxley's. Doors of Perception, and I was really yes. pleased. I was really pleased when that turned up because it's like a centimeter thick. <laughs> it's like Heart of Darkness. It's just a little yeah. sliver of a book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'll give that a read and see what it's, what all the fuss is about it's about mushrooms. Yeah. Is it a novel? It's not a novel, is it? It's not just about mushrooms. Uh, yeah, it's about about fun. Psychedelia guy. Right, so I imagine all the money went into this present, Ben. Because it's just the you, biggest. Well, just because, just you know, I'm just a Star Wars thing was the most expensive. This looks like uh, a jigsaw. <laughs> a jigsaw? Yeah, just go from the shape. Would you be disappointed with a jigsaw? Uh, no, I would, uh, I would give it to Mel and she would build it. Army Smart is now opening present number three of Secrets. Oh my god. It's just it's just blasphemed. It must be something it's, good. It's an adventure. Star Wars Empire, Empire Strikes 
back Hoth Ice Planet adventure game. Oh my god! Wow, from figurine. It's Kenner as well. I've not. I don't know if um, I didn't even realise they still did Star Wars stuff. Oh, so this is a reissue and it's new. It's new, yeah. It's not a, yeah. It's not it, vintage. Not an eBay. Purchase. I believe. I wonder if they just um, gone back into the archives and re- reissued stuff. Yeah, maybe because it's. I mean, those kids are eighties. <laughs> Two to four players, so we could play, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe what we could do is we could live stream a game of Hoth Ice Planet Adventure Game. It's got cards. Spin your pilot, your... Oh, sorry. Spin to pilot your Millennium Falcon around Hoth. There are incidents along the way and battles for force cards with Imperial villains. Play your strategy in a wagering... Play your strategy in a wagering force... Play your strategy in wagering force cards and spinning against Boba Fett, Stormtrooper... Probot and Atat. Probots. <laughs> what, what's a probot? He's that guy, that bald guy in it in uh, in Empire Strikes Back. He's wearing a bat. Is he wearing a bat? Oh, oh no, when he's, he's like a surgeon kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know. Okay, one with the earphones. Cloud City. Yeah, yeah it's not it, it, Lando Calrissian's man. Yeah, it's right, I'm man. Yeah. Once you have enough force with a capital F, trademark. You can enter the center of the board and challenge Darth Vader, trademark. The first player to master the force, trademark, and successfully outspin Darth Vader, trademark, wins for two to four players ages eight and up. Awesome. My wife can't play then. (laughs) Good. Good present. Uh, Yeah. Ooh. Contains Ice Planet Battle Board, four... Millennium Falcon tokens. What does that mean? One snow speeder, token spinner, 81 force cards, 27 incident cards, game guide, and Luke Skywalker with no face. Can you see that? He's got no face. <laughs> it's not a high quality, uh, a high quality figurine, unfortunately. No, I imagine. Although, while you're painting Slave One, you could put a face on him. <laughs> so, Star Wars heavy this year, then? Well, you know. Just you like, ran out, ran out of ideas like me. I'm pretty sure um, half the stuff I bought, Phil, you might have bought him a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, I don't remember Amish Ben getting this. What's that? It's a house break. How'd you know? <laughs> How do I how know? Do you know it, how do you know it's a house brick? I've picked That's up... your first step to home ownership. <laughs> as soon as I picked it up, <laughs> I realised the weight. And I know, this, I know what a house brick feels like. I feel like there might be something concealed within. No. There's <laughs> nothing concealed. Except a brick. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's a heavy house brick. It's a quality brick. Uh, oh, I think there might be a message. Accrington Red. Yeah. Oh, Accrington's plastics. Enfield plastic, Accrington. Good Lord. Instructions. 
Leave this brick in a riot hotspot. Let's millennials post brick through fascist windows. Bring down the fascists with this brick, then build back better. Love George and the Klaus. <laughs> Klaus Schwab, who's George? Oh, Soros, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you will have seen that. Uh, do you remember the riots in Portland when pallets of bricks would just turn up in the middle of the street? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Brilliant. I will I will follow the, those instructions. That's excellent. That's... I'm not, not expecting any riots in forward anytime soon, but... You never know. No. You never know. Uh, What's four... that uh, fancy TV shop down the road? <laughs> uh, Bernard Dickinson. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Secret Santa's outdone himself. There are four presents here. Mm. I'm going to go... Yeah, I went way over budget. One was a brick. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, one found. But that's that's a, you miss. It's a hundred percent recycled, like Agenda Twenty One, and reusable and reusable. It's from my house. That oh, when you get cold. <laughs> Present number two. It's top trumps. I think you might have had Ooh. these before. Unfortunately, no, I've not had it. Gods, oh. gods, and emperors of ancient Rome. Ooh, oh, thank God! Excellent. I thought I thought um, Amish Ben had bought you that a couple of years ago. No, oh, quite no, pleased with that one then. That's excellent. I will. Uh, I don't know. Should I finger them now? <laughs> don't finger them. Don't take them out of the wrapping. Should I finger oh, him? <laughs> straight away. Finger. I'm fingering you. I'm fingering through your. It's already stuck in the deck. <laughs> uh, it has one of those easy tabs that I can never find. Oh yeah. Come on, Phil. Cigarettes. Just think, cigarettes. It's just not. It's not. It's the same thing. It's it, not smoked cigarettes for years. Is no, it, actually, no. The tab is not presenting itself to me. Oh no! I've just gone. I had to go beast mode. I've done Use beast monkey mode. rage. <laughs> it said then. Um, I'm sure on Amazon it said. Um, <laughs> It said it was just emperors. So when it said emperors and Greek gods, Roman gods, or was it Roman gods? It's ancient Rome gods and emperors. All oh, right, okay. So the first card is Neptune. Right. First Di- Dionysus will be in there, right? Greek. Oh, uh, Dionysus is Greek. The Christ, the Greek Christ. Uranus. Dionysus, uh, born twenty fifth of December to a virgin. Uh, it's famous for turning water into wine. All right. Bacchus. Is that a Greek one? or a... What about, I bet you anyone in Nero's in there, oh. um, Julius Caesar. Oh, got, crap, uh, I don't know, Greek. Ones, Marcus Aurelius. We've got uh, Neptune, Constantine, Augustus. Mars, Jupiter. Little little Foot, Caligula. Oh, oh Caligula. Caligula. The sexiest one. Popularity ten <laughs> out of a possible Nero, Claudius. Oh, here we are. He's my mate, Hadrian. Oh, Hadrian. Strength eighty-one. Legacy a big fat ten. Yeah. Child. Terror twenty-two. Popularity twenty. Top Trump rating eighty-nine. I wonder who's going to be the top Trump. Right, shall we? Yes. Shall I try and guess who's going to be the top Trump? It's going to be Zeus. Surely Caesar. Zeus. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm probably sure. 
<laughs> uh, Thor? Who was Thor? <laughs> Odin's son. Oh, Odin. Oh, my God. I don't think I know any anything about Roman gods. I know they matched the Greek ones. So, like, is Jupiter? Jupiter. Mars? So Jupiter or would the... be Mars. Venus. Um, Saturn, Satan. Uh, Pluto. Sa- Pluto. Planet Nine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say he's going to be the top trump. Um, Caesar. What, Julius? Yeah. Is it just emperors and gods? I think it was, weren't it? Uh, and bottles. It's just it was, a massive thing. Was, ooh, do you think? Do you think Constantine will be in it? Is it Constantine? He'll be in it. I don't think he'll be a top trump. I think yeah, they're probably it's for kids in it, so they'll probably put Julius Caesar, Jupiter. Uh, Mars was a god of war, was he not? Was it Mars? Yeah, Jupiter. Mars, Mars. Yeah. Mars. Hermes. Greek. The messenger, or is he Greek? Yeah, Ben, stop just shouting Greek gods with you. (laughs) Well, there's another version. Who was Hermes in the Roman Roman version? Winged of heel. Mercury? Saturn. Ah, Mercury, 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 yeah. Mercury. Mm. Yeah, Mercury is is synonymous. The messenger of the Roman gods, and Hermes was the messenger of the. The Greek gods. Uh, Everything's pasted over thousands of times. Our religious system is is wallpaper, eight <laughs> metres thick. Ryan Ryan Seven's just done a new YouTube video on this subject, on oh. Mercury. All right. It's his first video for like a year, about half an hour long, half an hour, 40 minutes, really good. But yeah. covering Hermes, Mercury... All the, we should have you know, him back on in 2021. Definitely. He was, he was writing a book, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely have uh, Ryan back. So was I'm going to... 2021 s- divisible by seven? Yep. Why is that relevant? Think, oh, yeah. Well, because of seven. Ryan, Ryan. seven. Probably. I'm going to say that uh, Jupiter, Julius Caesar and Trajan are going to be the three top trumps. Trajan? What was Trajan. He was like, like probably the most successful emperor. He was the one before Hadrian, and the uh, empire was at its greatest extent under his reign. So yeah. Hadrian running so far, eighty nine. Oh, fucking is hell! Over, is this overall score? Bloody hell! They've got Vespasian at ninety three. He's Vespasian. What are we thinking, man? <laughs> <clears throat> Vespasian brought peace to Rome after civil war wrapped the empire in the wake, wake of Emperor Nero's death. Unlike many of his predecessors, he balanced the happiness and needs of the people, military and senate. The Roman historian Tacitus wrote that Vespasian was the first man to improve after becoming emperor. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I wouldn't have him over Hadrian. Fucking hell. Uh, Commodus, higher than Aurelius. Titus. Trajan, 77. Mars, 95. Oh, what? <laughs> Top Trump rating, 99. Hercules. Oh, we didn't think about Hercules, didn't did think we? about Heracles, did we? No. Venus, uh, I think Hercules is going to win it. Apollo, 94. Jupiter, 98. Yep, it's Hercules. Hercules for the oh. win. There we go. I didn't realise Hercules was in Roman stuff as well. Uh... 
yeah, it's called Heracles. It's Greek, Heracles, yeah. Oh, well. Greek's called Heracles. It's for kids. <laughs> this one, uh, number two, this feels like it might be a scarf. Is it loungewear? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a loungewear. I think someone might have bought this one before. It's a T-shirt. Oh. It's a NASA T-shirt. Nice. I thought, you know, that's Nash- a nice T-shirt. National Aeronautics. Aeron- National Aeronautics. Aeron- NASA, never a straight answer. Never a straight answer, yeah. yeah. That's but, cool. Um, they didn't, didn't have a medium. They only had a triple XL for Phil. <laughs> that's fine that's uh it'll go in the dryer and it will become a medium <laughs> excellent that was upwards of Ex- seven excellent it's a very nice t-shirt it's nice huh? it's got the <clears throat> yeah now then I have two parcels left yeah I know what Thank this you. is it's like actual Christmas I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go bigger. I'm gonna go for the big one first. I wonder. I wondered if you had this one already, but come on. it's a Ron Burgundy twelve-inch oh. action figure. Twelve inches, and it comes of inches. Comes with a separate outfit. Yeah, it comes with his uh, his robe, his orange robe, and his uh, dumbbell. And some, and some whiskey. Oh, that's it as well. Ooh. Features 12 movie quotes. A lot yeah. of cool stuff. He's got his flip-flops. <laughs> uh, the test button isn't working. Uh, it did. It did. It you did. might have to pull a little tab out of the back. No, no, it's it did. with an old, old ship. <laughs> it, did, it did. It definitely worked, because I pressed it a lot. You've worn it out. Oh. Unless it's been crushed with by the brick. <laughs> <laughs> this it's is how he would have wanted to go. This is excellent. You don't have a Ron Burgundy already? Don't, no, no. Oh, right, okay. It's like the size of an action man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look you at him. how much that costs. Right. I'm guessing it was upwards of fifteen pounds. Seven pounds <laughs> posted and delivered to my That's house. Excellent. That is excellent. Thank you very much, UK Hot Deals. Don't act like you're not in bread. You are a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> you're a smelly pirate hooker. Mm. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? It's so damn hot. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, scotch. Down into my belly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a glass case of emotion. (laughs) Classy San Diego. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Milk is a bad (laughs) choice. Milk was a bad (laughs) choice. It's even got a little wedding ring on. Oh, How about that? For... Is it Anchorman Two then? It might be. Oh, I'll tell you, it's it's yeah, it's like a moonstone ring. I look good. I look good. <laughs> really good. He's uh. Hey everyone, <laughs> come and see how good I look. 
He's missing an eyeball. <laughs> it's, it's no, it's so you can look through him. Yeah, I am doing. Right. Apparently, that's what do you remember. He's got eagle eyes. Yeah, that's what you could do with the with the original Action Men. Yeah, that was its selling point that you could look through the Action Man's head. Yeah, I remember. It just looks a bit weird. Yeah, he has a missing eye. Um, I think you can press it, and it it makes him do that weird. His eye lights, the other eye lights up. Does it now? Um, no, maybe I'm. I'm just looking. Remember, I'm just remembering the picture. It's fine. I don't think you can. <laughs> They've even painted hair on his body, <laughs> like I Will Ferrell. I didn't, I didn't open it, so yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. I shall find uh, a suitable spot. All of these have been like a home run so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> and then, I feel like this might be a bit of a tradition here. Yeah, the, the, this is definitely a tradition. Mm. The most, the most expensive gift. It feels like a photo frame. <laughs> oh my god! Say what you see. <laughs> Say what you see. Ah, excellent. Yeah, it's Roy Walker from Catchphrase, signed, That's autographed, wonderful. photo. Yeah, my my wife called him. He said, "I can't give can't give that to Amish Phil because he's a paedophile." So it's pretty sure he's not a paedophile. He's <laughs> just dead. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, is he dead? Uh, Roy Walker is. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, going up in value constantly. This. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck me. That's why it costs fifteen quid. <laughs> <laughs> Every gift, he's like, that's how much he costs. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Right, well, my secret Santa, whoever that is, has failed to uh, wrap <laughs> and allowed Amazon to uh, to do the work. However, the uh, the postman was baffled when he answered the door. <laughs> when he asked for a signature for Amish Ben. He said, you, you don't look Amish. But yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, so, I'm going to open this little one first. You can't actually see what it, what it is, but it's like a, there's a thin one, there's a medium one, and there's a, a little tiny one. So I'm going to open the little tiny one first. Small one first. Assume... Sorry? Yeah, small one first. Small one first. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's space food. You know, Wednesday nights when I'm in space, I think this is going to be useful. Uh, is that astronaut with two S's? That's <laughs> <laughs> a look though, didn't he? <laughs> Egg, stride, ready to eat space food. It's a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. Oh no, uh, yum! Uh, it's carb heavy. Oh, you can't have it. <laughs> what do you have to do? Immerse? Do you have to immerse it in water or something? Is it dehydrated? You have to, you have to fire it in space. <laughs> so it's once open, consume within two days. Uh, best before twenty ninth of Jan, twenty twenty three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, might, I might save it. <laughs> I might save it till that date. You'll need it for the Great Reset. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Is it take the ice cream you know and love, and with the power of freeze drying, create a yummy new snack? <laughs> Just suck all suck all of the flavour and joy out of it, and then pa- package it. It's uh, it's mad. Is it? Is it one of those where you, you you're supposed to like put it in a rehydrator? Then? No. No, you just eat straight from the packet. Ready to eat straight from the packet. Freeze-dried ice cream is made using the same process used by the U.S. space program to make food for astronauts on past and present space missions. I'm sure, right? I watched some. I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast with an astronaut. Yeah. Tim and, he, and he said that the rehydrated stuff, there was a machine that they'd used... I might be making that up. Yeah, I think you have to add water. I think if you just eat it, it's going to expand in your stomach. So it's ready to eat straight from the <laughs> Fuck it then. It's right then. I can't, I can't imagine like a stroganoff or something would be, uh, would be ready to eat straight from the packet. No. I'm... Made in the USA since 1974. So God That's... knows what they took to the moon, but it was not dehydrated. It's probably well, just a crock oh, yeah. pot full of stew. <laughs> as, it, as if, as if they went. And Le Creuset. Oh yes, yeah, of, of course. You see, that was made in, from 1974. When was the last moon landing? 1973, was it? I think it was 73. Exactly. Apollo 17. <sighs> Fucking romantic. Ice cream on a mission. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, don't add water. Whatever that was. Fuck, fucking romantics just told us on Insta, don't add water. You're good to go. Do not add water. Do not. Good to go, right? Just eat Excellent. it. Excellent. Sometime uh, during the apocalypse. The large cardboard package. Going big? It's flexible. Mm. I'm thinking it, it, it should be flexible. What is it? <laughs> it's a... Uh, <clears throat> It's an interesting calendar. It's uh, hooping dogs. <laughs> Shitting dogs. Shitting dogs. Calendar. I think I read an article about this calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pin you, pin you video. Oh, can I pick from Ben? Oh. Hold it up again. If you're on October, Miss, Miss October. Oh no, look at that. <laughs> What's happening there? <laughs> Needs more fibre. Oh dear. There's uh there's there's a technique. Oh god. <laughs> oh that's quite that's quite tasteful. <laughs> it looks like a corgi, it looks like a kiwi. <laughs> that's nice. Oh that that's just a picture of a dog. Straining. <laughs> there, there is some strainage. Uh, well, this is delightful. Thank you very much. I mean, anyone who's uh, who's got a dog with long hair at the back, or a, or a cat with you know with long hair, knows the struggles of, uh, of you know the aftermath of some of these uh, events. So thank you very much. I look forward to hanging that in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, that's our, uh, our family calendar for the year. 
Right, medium. Is this the last one? Difficult to get into. Thank you, Amazon. You know. I'm just going to rip the back out of it. Amish Ben's opening parcel number three from Secret Santa. Right, it's fabric. It's some kind of fabric. Struggling, struggling to get in this one. Well, it's, it's very not not fireproof. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is a most excellent T-shirt. <laughs> it's got a T-shirt. Well, this is that's actually quite fantastic. nice. How I can would, see you wearing that. How would you uh, describe what? that? <laughs> oh, it's on the back as well. <laughs> it's all There's no the print. It's no hiding. There's no respite. It's all over. <laughs> I would. I, I. I would quite enjoy wearing a t-shirt like that myself. How? How much was that? Describe it. Describe the t-shirt for the eavesdroppers. Uh, so it's a, a t-shirt, and it's uh, on it is a cat. Um, the cat is a tabby, looks like a kitten. He's very excited. He's wearing a ten-gallon hat and a neckerchief, and he has a, a uh, like a, a pistol, a pistol belt. So he's dressed as a cowboy. Um, there's the camera there. He's riding a shark that seems to be puking a rainbow <laughs> in uh, in the depths of deep space <laughs> and nebula action. It's the most outrageous piece of clothing I've ever seen um, and I is absolutely love it. Is, is, is that from Amazon again? Yeah. Is it? Bear no. uh, with me. How did, you, how did you search that? I can't remember. Did you, did you specifically put in cat just as cowboy riding great white shark in space vomiting rainbow? I'm not sure. And it just popped up. Do you know, I think it might have been a suggested item. <laughs> they do several designs as well. Is this, I seem to remember having a conversation about shower curtains with crazy designs on like that. Yeah. Is it related to that? Yes, probably. Oh, he's modelling put it t-shirt. Yeah, it looks a decent fit as well. Is it fit? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you. That's... Uh, Wow, the cat is massive. Uh, on the <laughs> big sharks down here somewhere. Yeah, in the lower regions. Good. Thank you very much, Santa. Go for a wee now. Good elf. I'm busting. It's uh, staticky. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't like. Is it made? What's it made from? Like polyester. It's like a like a. Uh, is it got a sh- Is it right? Yeah, I was going to say. Is it got a sheen to it? Mm. So I don't go near a fire. Oh no! It's not campfire wear. No. It is uh, workwear. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit jealous of that. How much? I think I might need to just. Put it into um, Amazon now and get one. They're definitely amazing. I mean, this is this is. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just the greatest piece of uh, 
menswear I've ever owned. Oh, cat riding shark t-shirt. Oof. Bloody Oh, look at this one. Did I post a picture of this in the, in the past? <laughs> it might have done. Oh, there's one here with a cat with a pair of sunglasses riding a great white shark in space, shooting lasers from its eyes. All lasers. Oh. It's not peeking a rainbow. Though. Oh, have you found? Have you found the t-shirt shot? Yeah, it's expensive. It's just like fifteen pounds. Oh, I don't remember. Was you drunk? <laughs> oh God, it's awful. The material, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's this one? This is a dinosaur. This is a, a <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one is a a T Rex being ridden by a sloth. She, the T Rex is also shooting lasers from its eyes and wandering through a swamp yeah. with the background of a galaxy behind it. Yeah, if that T Rex was in space, I might have plumped for that one. Yeah, yeah, but. I can see the meeting now. Think of something for a T-shirt. <laughs> well, well, what? Anything. Just say words. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of them is just a, a, a lion looking wistfully up to the sky. Oh, here's a good one. A fat cat <laughs> sat on a, ham, a cheeseburger with in space. With all the cheeseburgers floating around it. Yeah. It has to be in space. Otherwise, yeah. not buying it. There's yeah. so much. There's so I mean, much this this is Larry, and he, he has um, he has 200 head of space cattle that he has to look after. Riding his, uh, his trusty, trusty uh, steed, uh, Steve, the, uh, the puking shark. He's got some gut issues. <laughs> These are amazing. Do you know why? Do you know why they're called a head of cattle? Because they have heads. No, I used to know the answer to that, and I can't think what it is now. There is a reason. Isn't it all the same as like head of? It's per head, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Per head of people. I'm not convinced. Oh, I think my phone's died. Oh no! Oh, have we lost the stream? Yeah, never mind. Well, this is extra for those who subscribe to YouTube. You get yeah. to see Steve and yeah. his 200 head of cattle. Space cattle. That's great. There's a um, llama riding, sorry, a sloth riding a llama um, in kind of in space, probably say on, on, on the outer atmosphere, surrounded by various... Fast food. Right. I'm tempted to spend. I'm tempted. Yeah. Buy three, save five percent as well. God, that's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a shit, fucking shit promotion. Isn't it? <laughs> I wonder how they make them. If it's like, uh, we can make them. It's all over print. It's not a printed thing, is it? It's not like a cheap. White T-shirt with the just a print on. It's That's, yeah, yeah. It's an all-over print. 
Is that what it is? On what? a white white we, t-shirt or something? We can do all over prints on our on our uh, merch store. Oh, it's frozen. That's frozen. And Ben's away, AFK. <laughs> Wonder if the internet's gone down. Uh, internet speakers. Talk, talk. No, oh, the internet's up. Oh, well. It's just you and me, eavesdroppers. I think. Oh, I'm going to have to plug my phone back in in case they try and ring me. Wait. One minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. What happened to Amish Matt? I don't know, he just he froze and then disappeared. Oh god. I think maybe his internet went down. Ain't it always the way? It's been lucky that we haven't had the internet go down. Uh, I don't think we've had it during a guest, have we? No, no, it's been really good. Oh, it's coming back now. Well, lucky. What? She's back. What happened? Did your internet go down? I don't know. I thought it, I just assumed it was yours because oh, mine's been fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has actually. Um, last few days, it's been a bit intermittent, actually. <coughs> <laughs> Would you like me to go through the list of guests we've had on this year? I'd love yeah. that. More than anything. I'll just read them out quickly. No, read them out slowly. Okay. Billy Killeen Okay. Tell us, tell us about them as well. Don't, don't just say, like, you know. Well, no, I was just going to refresh your memory shots. quickly. And then we can Do talk it. about them. All right, then. Billy Colleen from Men Here, Comatan, Ryan Seven, Shane Davis, Dr. Jamie, Jay Williams, Odd Man Out, Daniel Bruce Levin, George Howard, Bernie Taylor, Malin Bacon, Dr. Christy Sumner, <laughs> Rudolph Berger, Gillian Hovell, Ian Lyons, Online Chem Tutor, Gary Arndt, Andrew Shatkin, Eric Klein, Adam Sane, Vicky, 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 Ricky, Ricky Verandas from The Ripple Effect, Adam Stokes about the giant Nephilim, George Van Ralt, Darren and Graham from America, True Three Free Thinker, Ken Ami, Dave Matheson, Marek Zimslowski, Cheney and Jonathan from Idiocalypse, Charlie Robinson, Dangerous Dan, Mark Anthony Wyatt, TJ Branham, and Dead Brigette's Red Pilled. They are all so amazing in their love. How do you think it's gone this year? Good. Good. (laughs) No, it's been really good listening to all those different kind of aspects of of thinking um, from all our guests. I think I think it's been really good having guests. That's the big change for us. I think in 2020 was that shift to the guest (laughs) break chat nonsense format. Um, that, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. It's, it's something for everyone. Uh, well, it's something for the two people who like guests and the three people who like chat nonsense format in their podcast. <coughs> but I, yeah. I think it works. I, I really enjoy it. I've learned a hell of a lot from 
from listening to these these people. I've not agreed with with everyone, but that's not the that's point. Not what I'm here for. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a if someone feels strongly about something, then come on and and talk about it. I mean, the, it's it's important to get those kind of alternative ways of thinking thinking out, and and the the importance of that is that it's all about this kind of free speech. We're not we're not told we can't think alternate thoughts, and until we are, those alternate thoughts should be allowed to be expressed. In my opinion, humble though it is. Have you any particular highlights that stick out from the guests? Star myths. I I really love that. I think that um, that worked really well, especially with... with uh, it was David, wasn't it? David Matheson? Dave Matheson. Did you, did you like yeah. it so much, Ben, that you um, asked for his book for Christmas? No, I <laughs> immediately while the podcast was on. Yeah, you did actually, didn't you? Did you? I think I remember you said. Did you read it? I've not read it yet, but I don't have time to read. No, <laughs> yeah. If you I'm have a time, leader, not a reader. <laughs> if you have time to read, you have time to bleed. Well, Dave, Dave stood out for you as one of your favourite moments from I the really year. I really like that. I, I mean, I liked. Um, I've I've not disliked anyone. No. No, it's been. But we're all we're all into. Geralt was was great as well. She sticks in the memory. That was good. Good chat about the um, the occult side of things, which I've I've got an interest in. I read um, a I read a book. You know, um, I had a copy of the Sea Priestess. The, uh, Judge Van Rout is like she's doing a PhD on Dion Fortune, who's an occult author from the early 20th century, ran in the same sort of circles as Alistair Crowley and all this crowd, and uh, she's doing a PhD, she's like a legit expert on this on this person. I thought she'd... I thought, oh, no, she, she was uh, still doing it, wasn't she? Yeah. I thought she'd finished. And um, I've had a book uh, called The Sea Priestess, which is her most well-known book, on the shelf for a year maybe and um talking to georgia spurred me on to make it to bump it up the queue to make it my next book and i read it a couple of months ago and it was really good really interesting yeah uh interesting you know it's a novel but it's it's a novel yeah it's a novel yeah um but it's sort of it's sort of it's laced with these sort of occult metaphors i see so it's interesting so yeah. So she stood out Com- for you, Ben. Cometan as well. I mean, always good to hear from from him. He's a, he's a scholar and a gentleman. <laughs> um, was Peter Jones on that list, or was that last year? Fuck, that was ages ago. Yeah, it was, it was last year. Was yeah. it last year? Yeah. I mean, you can't forget Paul Jones. <laughs> oh, oh, number one downloaded episode. <laughs> You said uh, you went. You, you've mentioned as some of your highlights, Dave Matheson and Comitan. I would. It would be worthwhile to say that those two are getting together now and doing videos together. Oh, excellent! That's More than really once good. they've done two. Yeah, have they really? That's yeah. nice, isn't it? And I've I've watched them both. They're all on <laughs> Dave's blog. If you go to StarMythWorld dot com and mm. scroll down his blog section, you'll find them. They've been talking about things, and it's like. Mm. It's interesting. That's the whole point of it as well, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah, that's it's a nice fit. Bringing people together, and it's interesting to watch because Comitan is in the academic 
uh, he's sort of in the academic milieu, and I, I can sort of hint at Dave trying to get him to expand his thinking in some ways, right? And that you know, Dave's an old warhorse who's been writing books for over a decade on this stuff, and Comatan is brilliant as he is he's still a very young man and there's a limit to how much reading he could have done at his tender young age and it's just great <laughs> watching him interact with each other that's one for the future isn't it we'll keep watching that and, and see how yeah. they grow yeah um, Ian Lyons Ian Lyons yeah that was a good one as well wasn't it absolutely I've had good feedback as well from from family members who've listened to that that, um, the podcast. only podcast that family members are allowed to listen to. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's abridged versions that are available. <laughs> that was one of my highlights for the year hmm. um, because it was such a personal story and it went into all the sort of wacky places that I like, like near-death experiences. Um the nature of consciousness and time dilation. And I mean, just mm-hmm. the time dilation thing is mind blowing, yes. but you know, he, you know, the witnesses on the ground say you didn't really lose consciousness. Maybe if you did, you lost it for 30 seconds, but to him it was 15 years. That's mm-hmm. that needs some explaining. Mm. And we don't have an explanation. I mean, it's proper. What's the word? It's it's almost paranormal. Is not the right word, but we don't have an explanation for that. We don't understand how that works. It's like the placebo effect. Yeah, it's like uncertain physics. You want to you want to get into Carlo Rovelli about yeah. the nature of time and, and things like that. We can't get him on. He's he's too big, unfortunately. <laughs> At the moment, the other thing I like <laughs> about the Ian Lyons, Lyons episode is that as much as I enjoy, like. Take Dave Matheson, for example. He is a serial podcast guest. He's, he's brilliant at going on podcasts. He's been on Tim Hat podcast twice. He's been on Cry America a handful of times. He's an excellent guest. And he was excellent with us. What I like about Ian Lyons is you won't find another podcast with him on. No. So I think going forward, I like the idea that we can get people who... Or if, uh, who don't do podcasts? Well, we introduce people to the circuit, yeah. don't we? Rather, uh, yeah. as well as as um, obviously St- and stealing people. people who are already on the circuit. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is, is he, he was um, he's quite good at explaining himself, his story, wasn't he? He's quite articulate and quite comfortable. Because it must be for some people, I would imagine it'd be a bit nerve wracking coming on and explaining some. He'd never done it before. He don't know what to expect. But he seemed quite at ease, didn't he? Do you know yeah. what? I was. That's just made me think. You know, he he served his time in the Royal Signals, and it's mm. all about communication. Yeah. So yeah, he's obviously and naturally, he's a good communicator, and he's been trained in the art of communication. That certainly mm. would have helped him. And I guess if you've been in the army for that stretch of time. You're not going to have these sort of personal uh, uh, insecurities about putting your your um, opinion opinion across. I think you get. A, I think the army probably gives you a level of self confidence that is lacking in some people and a, 
a lot of people who might have everything yeah. up here, might have the brains, but they just can't, don't have the confidence to go out and communicate it effectively. Mm-hmm. I was going to come, we could get him back on, can't we? Because we said we'd get him yeah, well, back on about his bike riding. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a race, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing the, the, uh, the what's it, what they call him, Iron Man fucking thing. 24 yeah, hour bike ride. 48 hours? I thought it was more than 24 hours. <laughs> it no, it's like something crazy. I, remember <laughs> saying, I still think about the thing. Do you not remember him saying that he was, do, I don't know if it's, it's not called a time trial, is it? But um, riding the longest distance in 24 hours and there was a proper, there was a proper person there. I think that's how you kind of explained it. And he went and he basically just pedaled slowly for 24 hours solid and the other person had brakes and did it fast, and he just beat him by a like a lap or something. Did he say? Um, I don't remember that. It sticks yeah. in my head. Yeah, he, he took. Well, it's like tortoise and hare, isn't it? Mm. Well, he talked about the mental, the mentality, didn't he? He, he, mm. he comes across as someone who has a certain mentality that mm-hmm. he will do anything. Basically, mm. a lot of people think they have this sort of strong mentality, but they don't. And he's the type of guy who actually has it, and he will just yeah. You don't do. know until you try it, do you? Yeah, yeah. About you, Matt. Have you any personal highlights from the year? What have you enjoyed? Well, I, I like Dave Matheson as well. Um, I think Gillian was really nice. Gillian Havel. Yeah, she was one of my favourites. One that yeah, she was she just was great. She was just really good at talking about her, her subject. Um. And I think you've mentioned all the other ones, really. If you went through the list again, I'd probably go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Eric. Eric Klein was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Your uh, your history crush. Yeah, I've been spoiled, really. I've had a few. I mean, a lot of the guests have sort of been in my sort of what I enjoyed hearing about and learning about. Eric Klein was de- definitely a highlight for me. Because it's such a, an interesting subject matter. And to get like a legit, you know, the, this guy's a legit fucking expert. Legit, man. Um, I was, I, I'm listening to the audio book, um, uh, Brian Marescu, is it? Marescue. It's the um, the book about the, the Kukion, the Greek Eleusinian Mysteries drink. Yes. Um, Graham Hancock did the foreword and both of them appeared on Joe Rogan Experience to, to promote the book. And um, I've been, I've only been listening to it when I go to bed, so it's taken me a year, you know, an age to get through the book. And um, he talks about the brain in this Kukion book. He talks about this important work going on at a dig at Tel Cabri, and he name drops the archaeologists there, including Eric Klein. And I was like, oh fucking hell, I fucking met that guy. <laughs> Talked to him for an hour. It's weird. Can we get, it's weird. Can we not get this? Can we not get this guy on the podcast? Maybe so we had Eric on, uh, you know, about the Tegelibidili gig. Tegelibidili. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that this guy's been on Joe Rogan. so That's fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Dave Matheson's going to turn up on Joe Rogan soon. He might. That's 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe when I finish the book, I'll uh, drop in an email. I enjoyed. I'll tell you what I really, which one I really enjoyed. Um, Ken Ami. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, he was intense, wasn't he? The true free thinker. 
he shook me to my core with his piercing blue eyes and um, a stunning construction of just... the of the testament. Yeah. Oh, was that, was that the giant sky? No, yeah. not Adam, not Adam yeah. Stoltz. So we had Adam Stoltz. We had talk, Adam. Yeah, talk about the Nephilim, big Star Wars fan. Yeah, and yeah. and then we and then so, we had the real giant sky. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa! There's no real. <laughs> I I loved Adam. I thought he was yeah. an absolute sweetheart. Like when we like when we're talking to each other, off recording, it just he just comes across as such a really nice guy. Yeah, no, we should have had him back in twenty one. Definitely, yeah. Uh, another legit scholar, you know. You know, this Adam's no mug when it comes to the Old Testament and mm. and biblical knowledge. Um, yeah, he knows his stuff. Ken Ami is coming at it from a different point of view, and you're right; it's it's intense. Yeah, and it, it makes you uh, he makes you reevaluate your th- the way you think about things. Mm. I would say. Yeah, intensity is the, is the word for, yeah. for Ken, mm. definitely, yeah. And precise. Focused. Precise. Yeah. Um, he's, just to name drop another guest, you know, The Odd Man Out? The Odd Man Out. Uh, released an episode today with his guest, Ken Ami. Oh. Ah, excellent. So, uh, I like The Odd Man. Yeah. Odd Man's been a good guest. Uh, we uh, we need to get Odd Man back on, definitely. Yeah. He's completely changed up how he does things now. I see. Yeah, instead of, well, he started um, like Charlie Robinson to drop and then drop another guest. He started <laughs> off doing like an episode, like an evergreen episode on one subject. So he'd do a, yeah. a, an episode on the Council of Foreign Relations, say, and then an episode on... Agenda 21, and then I think he did like a, a three-part series on Freemasonry. Whatever, but he started getting guests on. So he breaks it up every week, every other week, he has a guest on, and he's had some belters on, some really great guests in sort of the alternative media sphere. And his last guest was Ken and me. So it only dropped yesterday, I've not heard it yet, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yeah. And uh, it's going from strength to strength. He's doing well, the odd man. It's, it's worth a listen. That's good. It's good to hear. Good to hear that success. Because he'd, he'd only... Robinson, <laughs> we've not mentioned. Yeah. He just did, Ben. Uh, Phil just did. Oh, did he? Sorry, I just, did you say Charlie Robinson? I only name-dropped him. We didn't talk about, about ah, it. But yeah. What, did you, what do you that. make of Charlie Robinson, Ben? I mean, I, I liked him. He seemed like a, a nice chap. I mean, I, I, I always kind of gravitate towards the people I think, oh, it'd be nice to talk to in the pub. You have a couple of pints, you have a chat about Smith Mental, and then you go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He wouldn't be like that. That's the kind of uh, deal I I got from him. Yeah, he he seemed... He seemed... um, like he knew his stuff, you know. He, he, He was polished to the point where where you know if he was presenting that on television or whatever I'd I'd you know connect in a way. Oh um sorry. Come sorry finish. No Adam Adam last no, week sorry. Adam from Deborah uh, Redpill last Deborah gets Redpill last week explained how Charlie 
developed his arguments. And it started with a Thanksgiving dinner where he brought up 9-11. And then uh, everyone sort of shied away and he ran out of steam in in how to explain what was going on. And so Mm. from that point on, he sort of... He started develop. That's how how he's become such a good communicator, and he can just talk for hours and hours mm. about these things because he's practiced on it. Mm. That's what makes him a good guest, I would say. He just knows all this stuff and he can spit it out. Mm. You know, a really fun guest I remember was Kristen talking about ghosts. I'm just looking at our Christy, Christy Sumner. Yeah. Christy, I've got a Christian in my head. It's Christy. Somewhere. Well, it's yeah. It's, it's, Doc, it's, it's Dr. Christy to you, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's Chris. Dr. Christy Sumner. Many apologies, Doctor. From uh, Soul Sisters um, Paranormal. Yeah, and she's supposed to be coming over, isn't she? Oh, really? Well, well she said that, didn't she? At the, in, when, we, when we met her, yeah, when things get back to normal, she said she was going to do a... Uh, she wants to come to the UK and go and look at some haunted shit. I'd love I mean, for 2021, 2022 to be the years where we, we go out and do some field work and we meet, we go out and hang out with some of these people. Well, she was in Florida. So, you know, Florida's only six hours away, isn't it? <laughs> and you can get cheap flights to Florida. Yeah. You know, like, you, know, uh, you know who's slightly closer than that? Oh. Rudolf Berger. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Ian Lyons. He's in the forest of Boland. He's just down the M65. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I really enjoyed the one with Rudolph. Because, again, it's someone who's um, in my wheelhouse as far as interest goes. Mm. But he's deep in it. He's been in it for 30 years, you know. Balls deep. Yeah, being able to tap <laughs> tap that information. And he was just mm. lovely as well. It's got an interesting well, backstory. I think that's been that's been the nicest thing is um everyone we've had on has been really nice, haven't they? Mm. No one's had oh, yeah. had any um sort of, I don't know, pretense or whatever. Animosity or anything. Absolutely not. I mean no. they've all been sound kind of people no one's been a dick we've we've had dbl on um we've had George who i was uh, just gonna say i was just gonna say saying everyone's amazing (laughs) and i don't want to miss anyone out but Uh, to be fair uh the cosmic tusk that that george was definitely one of my highlights because i've been in i've been into the younger driest impact hypothesis for like best part of 10 years Absolutely, and to get someone who's um, sort of meant, you know, tagged in the research papers, mm-hmm. and who's actively, you know, researching the stuff. And he was a good talker as well, wasn't he? Was Very excellent, um, enthusiastic, I suppose. And I think this week, or maybe last week, he appeared. I think on Brothers of the Serpent. Oh right, okay. It again. The other thing about George, he don't do podcasts, no. so you know it's it was it was good to get him. Mm. I enjoyed it. And uh, Malin, yeah, Malin Baker. Malin was good. I still listen to his his stuff on uh, on the on internet. YouTube. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I watched yeah. his videos. He was a, a brilliant communicator. And that was a bit... Yeah. Of, it was different from the other podcasts, mm. I would yeah. say. He's another one where, you know, we mean the, we go to the pub, we have a few pints of stout, and we talk about the world. <laughs> and then we go home. <laughs> and that's fine. Not together, but... <laughs> And that's you know that's good. I, I I appreciate that sort of stuff. But it's the Orion guy, Bernie Taylor. Taylor just popped into my head. Yeah, Bernie. I think he was the week after George Howard. Mm. Bernie Taylor about the cave paintings in in Cheval. Mm. Mm-hmm. I need to get his book. I need to read his book. That's it. There's so much stuff that I've mm. I've heard about in the in the last. I mean, how long have we been doing this now? Three years? Three and mm. a half, yeah. Getting on, yeah. So it's it's amazing just to just to get together and, and hear these different ideas and views and ways of thinking about things, ways, ways of reinterpreting history is is all absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I love space stuff, so... Uh, Anything with cats riding sharks is a bonus. <laughs> uh, there was loads. There's, there's more as well. We could go on and on. Gary Arndt, I thought, was a really good guest. Gary he had Arndt, a really yes. interesting life. You know, someone who leads mm-hmm. a completely different life to average Joes like us. Absolutely. Travels yeah. the world for fun. Not so much <laughs> this year, but... No, no. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully he'll be back on it soon. But well, it'd be yeah. interesting to see what is what the impact has been. I mean, I think we we had him in what April, May. Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah, May. So it, was, it was early days in the pandemic, and we yeah. were probably thinking, oh, it'll be over next week or whatever, or you know, twelve weeks, and we'll sort it. As yeah, as our man said, but you know, yeah, it'll be over by Easter. Yeah. This this next season. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been a productive year. I have. It's, it's been think, uh, excellent. Most I think, excellent. I think it's I only it. going to get better as well. Yeah, it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, keep on it. It's it's get, fine. It's getting the guests is a tough part, isn't it? Mm. Uh, there's that many people to choose from, and it's finding mm, yeah. finding the right people and hoping they say yes, isn't it? I mean, Phil, you've been absolutely instrumental in in gathering these these discussions for us every week, and uh, I feel like I, I should perhaps do some more. <laughs> I can uh, I can send you the list. I've got a hit list. It's about a hundred strong at the minute. Yeah, if you've got a list, send them over. I'll I'll read up on them and it's coordinating as well. You see, you know. Yeah, and I don't think you can book too far in advance. I was surprised, Adam, uh, last week when he said we've got three months worth booked in. Mm. They might they might learn that though, I suppose. Might what? Well, that's what we did, wasn't it? And then people, one or two people, didn't turn up. Yeah. We've had a couple, haven't we? Not not too many though. And like and like Phil says, with regards to catastrophic incidents, guests not turning up, internet going down, we've been fairly lucky since day one, really. Yeah. No, we've not had anything catastrophic. So 
I think with when we're doing swap casts and things, I think that's where the the biggest um, scheduling challenge comes. Yeah, and I want to try and break them up. Uh, we could do a swap cast every week if we wanted to. Mm. Um, but and I've nothing against doing swap casts. I love the Grimerica one. That's fine. I just Plus, don't want to lose mm. our identity as a podcast in our own right. Yeah, and uh, I don't just want to be a podcast where you listen to podcasts, talk to other podcasters. That's the thing, isn't it? That's what it turns into. I like the fact that we get people like Ian Lyons who no one's heard before, you know, mm. or people who do very few podcasts like George Howard or Eric Klein. Mm. I think that's... Uh, uh, I, I do enjoy the Swapcast, but I think I want to space them out, you know, no more than once a month or something. Yeah, I like, I like the idea of that. And I think it's important. having those those rare guests, it adds value to the Amish Inquisition. Yeah, that's why I would listen to it. You want to... Um, I mean, it's, it's it's hard. I like as much... Uh, I love Dave Matheson, and what Dave is good at is that he brings different stuff when he appears on different podcasts. Yes. So I listened to him on Tinfoil Hat a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about completely different things than what we did. He said that, didn't he, when he came on? He said he tries to prepare something different for each one. That's quite a thing to do, isn't it, if he's doing one or even two a month? Yeah. He's got that much ammunition, you see. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be interesting. I don't know if he would do... Did he say he he was in the army? He was, yeah. It'd be interesting just to talk to him about... Him being in the army, I bet. Yeah. If you if he wanted to talk about that, I don't know if he would. Well, you could talk to him about global cabals and great resets and stuff as well. I don't know how right. open he is to talking about that sort of stuff. Oh uh, right, podcasts, okay. But he's got interesting. I I saw a video he produced recently about the monetary system right. and. Um, uh, fiat currency and fractional reserve banking and stuff, <laughs> which was interesting. He's just an, he's just an interesting guy. But, yeah. And he surfs every day, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. If I went to... Uh, did he say he lived in, like, San Francisco or something? Or the he's Bay a, Area? He's in the Bay Area, yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe we can just fly there. How long does it take to fly to the other side of America? 12 hours. <laughs> I don't know. It's nine to New York, isn't it? Yeah. No. Nine to New York. It is. It's nine to New York. I've done it. It's six. Twice. Six one way, nine the other way, isn't it? Yeah, it's nine the way to there <laughs> and six on the way back because of the winds or something. I don't know, science. Yeah, the jet stream, Gulf isn't stream. it? Yeah. So it pushes you when you're flying into it the other way. Yeah, to San Fran. Yeah. 2030, San Fran. We need some uh, donations in order to do that. <laughs> yeah, people need to Toss pay for us to go to travel the world. Toss a coin to your witcher, old valley of plenty. Old I think you're hitting, hitting the point, Phil. That. Toss a coin to your witcher, old uh, valley of plenty. Uh, uh. It really bothers me. Uh, 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 
because I, I believe <laughs> I, I have an issue in this respect. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're going to have to pay Andrew royalties. Um, and, and Andrew's uh, re- rearing to go. Ring. Is he coming? Did, how many times has his agent messaged about Queen? Just, just the once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love That's to get Andrew you. back. I'd have yeah. him back. How do you think he'd? he'd um, do you think he would appreciate the use of the I'd, snips? I don't think he listens. <laughs> <laughs> would he notice? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I thought I thought it was play it through. I thought it was an interesting one with Andrew. Got a different point of view on stuff. Yeah. It talks about completely different things than we normally do. So he mm. interviewed us. Yeah, he did. Yes, he fully yeah. interviewed us. I want to hear what Amish Ben thinks about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and it really bothers me. <laughs> yeah. mm. He was he was nice enough, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll sort that out. Uh, next week, we've been lucky. We've lucky, got yeah. lucky, lucky. We've got yeah. David Weiss or David Weiss, David Weiss from uh, the Flat Earth Weiss. Podcast. Yeah, from the oh, Flat yeah. Earth Podcast coming on next week. So, if you've got any questions about the Flat Earth model that you would like clearing up, now is your um, chance. So where do I find out about the Flat Earth model? Uh, you don't need to. Just what? What are your queries? What do you think, Matt? What? Uh... Okay, Matt. I believe that the world is flat. Have okay. you any, what do you think? Have you any questions what, about that? What happens when you get to the edge of the Earth? Why do you think the Earth Ice is flat? Ice wall. You have the Antarctic. I, even I can answer some of these. Yeah. Where is... Antarctic how, Ice Wall. How do you, you know, explain... How do you explain the curvature of the Earth? It's not curved. It's flat. Yeah, but when you go up in a balloon or... Have you been up plane, in a balloon? Uh, yeah. And did you see it? Was, did you see it was curved? Yeah. Right. Well, if that's I, one. Uh, that's one to, to save for next week. If I go to the equator and turn left and just carry on, will I oh. still hit the Antarctic ice wall? I've been cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what we need. David said, "Bring any questions you have. If you've got any questions, he, um, on his form, I had to fill out a form to say where we were." So I ticked the, the box. I took the tick the box that said "Married to the Globe." Oh right, okay, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I good. think we are married to the globe. I, yeah, I agree definitely. With that. There wasn't yeah. a box that said "Married to the Globe." <laughs> well, oh. that's the first thing I'm going to say. It we said, are "You know, married to the globe." It said like spherical, unsure, flat earther, maybe something like that. I'm more of a cuboid right. kind of guy. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. I just don't. Right, okay. Yeah, so if you want to know how it works. Yes, I'm interested to hear how he's going to say that the Earth is not a ball. He will say. Sorry, I was going to say the other thing then. Oh, I need to write all this down. But then. um, (laughs) How does he explain like this electromagnetic field and how that. Perfects, it protects us from being blasted by cosmic rays. Or just, are the other planets flat as well? Why yeah. are we the only flat planet? Yeah, that's a good one. How do you know that the... Uh, what 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 do you mean the other planets? Like Jupiter? Well, the, 
the the moon is the moon flat also that's not a planet but is that like a basically a celestial body Um, flat you can only see one side of the moon can't you i can yes yeah and it's a disc it's as we observe it uh, (laughs) isn't it yeah. I can't win this argument. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the flat earther. I'm just. But it's a uh, disc, isn't right. it? I know. We're I know. But you're, you are using the the uh, skills. I say skills. I mean, um, what do I mean? Uh, you're saying what he will say or she? Yeah. Is it he? Well, no. I'm just looking at it from she. a. The thing is, right? I notion of the spherical earth is based on received wisdom isn't it yeah have have any of us gone out and done any experiments to prove that the earth is round i've only been to space four times and all (laughs) those times i've circumnavigated the globe in orbit i think what dave will say is for all these phenomena that you come up with there are three there are three possibilities it works on a spherical earth only it works on a flat earth only or it works on both and you have to Mm. decide of all these anomalies or questions you bring does it work on spherical earth only flat earth only or both and that that, that, the biggest question is does it does it really matter whether it's flat or spherical? <sighs> this is where you get conspiratorial, isn't it? Because... Well, what does it matter? It doesn't matter to me whether I live on a flat earth, a cuboid earth, a trapezoidal earth, a dodecahedron earth, or a spherical earth. But what's the truth? And who tells you the truth? Who knows? It doesn't well, matter you... what the truth is. Well, if you've been... And, if and you've... there we go. If you've <laughs> been told... What the truth is to me. <laughs> if you've been told all your life that the earth is round... This and is then my it turns truth. out. Tell me yours. Oh, don't get into that post Marxist <laughs> neo fucking nonsense. Ugh, Foucault. Tell you what, the Manics, they made good rock songs, but keep the fucking. <laughs> keep the post modernist neo Marxist bullshit out of it. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Just do another guitar solo. Why do they let Nicky <laughs> Wire write all lyrics? Fuck me. Do you think Jordan will come on this year? Who? Jordan? Jo- Jordan, yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, Jordan Peterson. I might get Jordan out of Towie or something. Jordan out of Towie? Is there a Jordan in Towie? Do you honestly think I'll watch any of that? <laughs> no, so, like you know, would come on, and I'm, I'm harking back to a, a conversation we had. Justin Lee Collins probably isn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he get done for rape, though? No, I, no, I don't think it was. It was rape. Was it wife beating? Oh, well, that's yeah. that's awful. That sounds well. right. I think. Well, was... if he did, we'll we'll not have him on. <laughs> no. But if he was just like being stupid, like he got out of a taxi and showed his knickers. No, I'm pretty sure that he. Um... Abuse his wife in some way or girlfriend. Really? Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, this is why you don't good. book the guests, Ben. Yeah, because we just have paedophiles and wife beaters on. We have his girlfriend on. Yeah, could ask, couldn't we? But she might not want to talk about it. <laughs> well, she could talk about flat earth theory or something. 
Yeah. How does she know it's not round? <laughs> yeah, so get your questions, get your thinking caps on. But we need to. We're going to probe him. That guy. Ooh. <laughs> if you if you have those kind of questions, you could reflect the same back to him and say, "Well, how do you know it's flat?" Is the yeah, same that's logic? That's going to be cyclical, and we uh, uh, that would make for a yeah. bad podcast. We need to know, pull, so. pull some shit out of the bag. Yeah, well, we never we never challenge anyone, do we? No, well, that's that's the maybe this is the time then. I don't no. know. I I mean. Like I said last time, I didn't challenge the guy too much on his codes in books. No. Because I feel that if you've got an alternate theory on something, you have the right to voice it, free speech. Mm. Why not use our podcast? And we we will challenge some things. I'm absolutely sure we have, and we will continue to do so, but we're not a crusade. We're not saying what is right and what is wrong, and we're not getting guests on who have s- such like opposite views that that we have to do that. Flat Earth though is is <laughs> bonkers. Is that pretty opposite, Ben? Pretty opposite. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said that about Copernicus. Where is he now? Dead, right? When uh, every every scientist in the world thought the Earth was flat, or Bru- dead, Bruno right? didn't didn't they burn Bruno at the stake? Frank Bruno, Bruno Tonioli. Is that why he's not on Strictly this this season? You know, I'm just I'm just saying. You know, we don't know everything. I, th- I think I think I think I think you're hitting the point, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> because. Um, um, I think you're hitting hitting the point, <laughs> Phil. Um, what? Right. You need to crush your enemies. To crush your enemies. <laughs> See them driven before uh, you. Well, gentlemen, it's been a fantastic 2020 for the podcast, not necessarily mm. for the planet. It's been the only yeah. upside for this year, to be honest. This year, 2020 can fuck itself in the fucking arse. I'm sick of it. Yeah, cool. I think we've got another year, haven't we? Yeah, we've got another year of fucking bullshit to put up with. (laughs) And then maybe spring 22. Maybe they might let us go back to some form of fucking normal. These fucking creeps. We'll be in the studio next year. Yeah, I'll be vaxxed. Oh, I wonder if I can, if I'm, am I mute? If I get vaxxed at work. Does that mean I can just like do what I want now? No. That? We no. spoke about that, didn't we? we it doesn't can't, work can't like we? that. No, they've already told you. Life doesn't go back to normal once you've been vaccinated. No. There's talk of the health passport, but they won't bring it in this country. Australia might do it. Ireland might do it. We're sort of a liberal democracy. We're not going to do that. But if we were jabbed, we can come over to no. your place, right? Uh, you come over whenever you want. You know, don't follow unjust orders, is what I would say. But you might get fined <laughs> £10,000. It's fucking ridiculous. It's 10000 if it's over 30 people. If you organise an event, I think the organiser is £10,000. Do you know I think Phil is technically the organiser, so he'd have to pay. Yeah, that's so it's £10,000 £10, an episode. 
Oh shit, we, we don't get we don't get enough donations. Toss us a coin yeah. and we'll be back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. coming to terms with the fact Ten that I am fucking vegan. <laughs> I will be vegan. I have to pay ten thousand pounds every week. I'll be eating carpet. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Should we sign off for this week for this year? Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll see you in twenty twenty one for more. Yeah. Exciting guests and, and japes. Japes and all that kind of loveliness that you've come to expect from us. Yeah, David Vice next week. Send me your questions. Email at the armysinquisition at gmail.com or direct message via Insta. Yeah, that would be amazing. We'll get some some further questions than, than our three minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right then. We'll we'll sign off for the year then. Wakanda Happy forever. New Year, everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas and all that jazz. <laughs> Bye.